Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm I'm actually not proficient in instruments, so I can't really do that that well. Well, uh, it'll be another six or seven episodes before you have to hear that again, listeners. Welcome to the oh, doing that Campfire every Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Andy. I'm joined by a full crew tonight. Nobody's in Italy. We got John, Flash, Hello. Greg, Gino, and special guest, Hello. Buh. Welcome, Buh. Buh. Welcome. Buh, Buh, you're, you're new to the podcast, but kind of not really, because you're playing in the, the ongoing Baldur's Gate 3 game with me, Vito, and our friend Alex. Let's be very clear, that's, uh, for people at home, that's group two. Uh, Lame group. We've... We've actually ascended beyond the okay. one-two dichotomy. Kind of yeah. cute, you're still stuck That's on funny it. That we're, you we're just simply that. referred to as Dusty <laughs> and the Dazzlers. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. We've, we've evolved, evolved beyond some, some numbers. washed-up fucking hillbilly named Dusty. Congratulations. Uh, that's really... Some fucking, some fucking Vegas act once a week. That's so untrue and like out really on stage. unfair of you to say, well, Dusty's not here to defend himself. And frankly... See, like, when just, I'm... Uh, you're you're lucky that. he's not here to defend himself. I'm I'm you're you're lucky, say. dude. I've I seen him fuck some people <laughs> up, man. Like, when I'm kidnapped sometimes. by a goblin, though, I'm, I'm excited when I hear Team 1's coming to get me, not... Dusty and the Dazzlers are coming. You don't think Dusty and the Dazzlers is a badass name? No, I'm gonna be like, oh, like I'm, getting I'm getting sold into like a prison band. Band. That's like kind of oh. what we are, though. Yeah. All right, oh, look, uh, see, group hate aside, does, Dusty prizes independence. Every time I've got caught up, I just free myself. Group hate aside, it is a good name, but it's not better than group. I know one. you like that. I mean, that's the group one. You know what I mean? Like they were. Yeah, but it's like one. group one, but like the ones in like quotation marks. You know, it's not. I mean, we did beat we the like game. We like to call first. ourselves uh, Tucker's Angels sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we we have completed the game. It's unofficial. <laughs> we got an achievement for it. We beat the game. We saw we didn't credits. even need victory. We've done things you guys should make make your little head spin, you know. Oh my god. We oh, have, wait, we have can't tell you about it. We can't tell you, but we along, have. But you know, we have carved a uh, path. You don't even well, know the extent of my tadpole power. My brain is so full of holes. Oh my god! Me and Greg have no I can do things a lot of context. I don't. Well, yeah. Let's 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 uh let's chill out on Baldur's Gate three. We'll get into that later on. I'm gonna spoil it for all now, right now. No, I'm just like, what is it? What tadpole? Oh yeah. <laughs> this most of this is context you understand in the first. Thirty cut seconds. Scene of the video, yeah. First okay, cut scene of the okay. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head full of holes. Yeah, yeah. We're just talking about the literally the first cutscene. My brain is Swiss cheese, but in a good um, way. No, I'm aware of that, Vito. In the game. Before we uh-huh. move on, uh, Flask. Uh, what have you been up to in the last week? I, I and I, I know it has been Baldur's Gate three. Or has it? Huh? Have you caved? No. And make it good. No. Yeah, okay. I'm still been reading with... books that oh. are a replacement for oh, that experience. Oh, <laughs> I was uh, hoping you were done with this anti video. How's Carl Danger doing, Flask? I read the novel. Still doing pretty good. Uh, uh, what'd you read? What yeah, I've just service up I, some, some hot stuff. 
I actually don't really have much to talk about. I've still been oh my reading books, the the words on the page, right. but uh, haven't been playing many video games. And the only thing by worse that, than I mean reading zero. is, is you reading think and not talking about it. You think you're done with games uh, like forever? It's funny, you know, it's it's no. like it's bizarre world for. For a lot of us, this is like there's too many games out right now. You know, there's Armored Core, right. there's Baldur's Gate, there's Starfield, there's but dude, they've been writing Friday books the forever. 13th, there's it's, just like, <laughs> it's, it's like negative world for Flash, where it's just a complete drought and there's, yeah. there's nothing. You know what I mean? But that's no, no PS One game has been released and <laughs> they haven't <long>. released PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't released PlayStation One games in months. In months you know, he's, what's he gonna yeah, play? In, in right months now? at how's, least. How, how's Ender's Game on console? Ender's game on console. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second. Our, our, because we are in a uh, a really great month for video games. Are you? Are none of these games appealing to you? Uh, oh no, that's not it at all. In fact, Flash there is, are Flash multiple games a, that I want to play. You just have an incredible discipline around your list of priorities. That and, and I cannot the fact that something help myself. New doesn't like well, necessarily that, excite you, right? I am definitely a patient gamer. Um, I don't need to play things right away if I'm not right. like passionate about it. But also, as I've said before, I go through phases with things. So right now I'm just really hardcore out of a gaming phase for some reason hmm. and really into a book phase. And that will change. Like I, I go through movie phases and oh, uh, dude, music phases and stuff like that. Uh, unnecessary. <laughs> I will come out of my shell on my own. Yeah. And um, you and Flash will go to our Elden Ring run? Do, do we? <laughs> is oh, that yeah. what will bring me out of it? Oh, I absolutely. see. Or maybe you got to play a game that is like a book. Like, why don't, did you ever play we Disco got, well, Elysium? One of the last ones oh, I played we, was we, the Bookwalker. We have a, we have a <laughs> backlog of uh, puzzle games. This guy play. just loves books. That's true. There are a bunch of games, like like I said, there are a bunch of games that I'm looking forward to playing that I want to play. This has been a great year so far for video games. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just am not in that phase right now. I will get back in. I will and get I, back and in. I totally maybe I totally understand there, man. Back in, or maybe yeah. late September. I totally get someday, that. Some days I realize, like, man, I haven't played a game in like a week. It's because I've been just getting home and like reading or something, or most sure. often just like watching TV. And just, it's like, man, what's wrong with me? And it's like I just don't feel like that right now. That's one of the reasons I think that like I'm biased about Disco Elysium is that I was in a big gaming drought where, where I, I wasn't playing much. Uh, what I was playing, I wasn't really liking until I um, I really dug into Disco and that like felt like it breathed light into my gaming experience. Right. I mean, the golden child came along and enlightened you. Yeah, <laughs> like, that game oh, hit me okay. at like literally the exact time in my own life. I was like sick of games, and then I had. Uh, Outer Wilds into uh, Oberdin into it? Disco yeah. Elysium, like literally the three best games Jeez. I ever played in a row. And a hat trick, yeah, yeah. Game yeah. just hasn't been the same. There. Yeah, exactly. All downhill from here, yeah, for sure. But uh, sorry to distract you. What you what, what you got no going up? Uh, I wasn't even really going to talk about <laughs> books because it's just kind of like I've just been flitting between different you know series. Um, actually, I could mention I've been reading the uh, in between the dungeon crawl, dungeon crawler Carl books. I've been reading oh, that. Um, I thought it was Danger Carl, <laughs> Danger or Carl, Carl or Carl. Um, Danger. I have also been reading the Murderbot Diaries. 
Uh, right. by <laughs> nice try. You always try and slip these little things in that aren't real. <laughs> he, he knows he's going to get a reaction every time. <laughs> what are the murder um, bot diaries about? Yeah, the murder bot ironic diaries, name or yes. is it the diaries of a murder bot? Well, the first, it is the diaries of a murder bot. The first, literally the first thing that happens in the first book is murder. it's a like security uh, cyborg, basically, who doesn't have an identity of its own. And um, the first thing it says to the reader is like, I Murder. turned off my governor and, oh, and my governor module. And I was surprised when I didn't immediately murder all the humans. And I just it basically it goes into that instead of murdering all the humans, it just enjoys uh, watching a lot of soap operas. Um, oh, kind of sounds lame. So kind of sounds lame, but it is a killing machine that does like intense security work for um like researchers and right. people who hire it to protect them on the surface of like hostile worlds and stuff like that um so it is doing like intense like action stuff but internally it's like i just want to watch my soap operas you know my my space soap operas um so there's that dichotomy and then like it un un uh unwillingly gets embroiled in these like corporation conspiracies in this like dystopian sort of sci-fi future and it's just like i don't want to be here i don't want to be doing this but it has like a good heart inside um and so it it wants to actually help the good humans to not die so it uh begrudgingly gets involved in these in these conspiracies and like protects them i feel like i've seen this story before a bunch but not as like a robot you know right. I mean, like there's usually it, like a mercenary who doesn't want to, who's really good at killing, but doesn't really want to, maybe wants to just watch TV, but I haven't heard exactly. of like some, some robot doing that. I wonder. Yeah. Kind of the twist is that like, it is not human, you know, like it is not only is it a, a cyborg, but it's human parts are like clone grown. So it has never had an identity of its own. It's never been like a human. Um, it is essentially a robot and it actually prefers that initially it prefers that humans just think of it that way because it's easier because then they don't engage it emotionally and make it anxious. Um, so it's a relatable murder bot and uh, that's kind of the crux of the, the series. And there's a bunch of novels in the series so far. I, they're all, I, I don't know if they're considered novellas, but they're pretty short. They're all very digestible little stories. Um, and the first like four or five uh, consist of like one story arc and then, but there's been there's been more um yeah very very readable i wasn't even going to talk about those but they are enjoyable so i do recommend them Murderbot so, diaries and and what it's doing is like it's relating it like it's a diary like oh today i you know had to save the dumb humans from a monster or whatever dumb humans uh yeah as for, I, there was like one other thing I was going to talk about, which is I have been watching the revival of Takeshi's Castle on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Have you, are you guys nice. familiar with Takeshi's Castle? We've yeah. talked about it on this podcast. What are you saying? We have. I guess we, yeah. 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 Probably yeah. in the context, context of, of like Fall Guys. Yeah. 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 No, we, we've had long discussions on Takeshi's Castle, like I want to say a couple times. Okay. I didn't remember. And, and I think you even got Vito to watch a lot of it, right? No. Not at all. No, no. You, you watched the American is, version of it, right? You know? There is there's an American dub from like the early two thousands. Mm, right. No, I think you're, you're misremembering because I don't. I only know what it is because Flask brought it up in Fall Guys discussion. 
Or she yeah, MXC on like G4 or something? Yeah, MXC on Spike TV Spike was TV, the was joke it. dub of oh, yeah. Takeshi's Castle from the 80s. Mm. Well, you're you're from the UK. Have you yes. seen Yes, I, I have watched it was I watched it throughout my entire childhood and then somebody showed me MXC and I felt very sorry for Americans that <laughs> had to watch. It was Craig <laughs> Charles was as narrator. I'm sure our version's it's, better. It's but, yeah. the it's <laughs> the, the, the nah, narrator. Sure <laughs> yeah. The narrator is the main character from Red Dwarf. That's all I, I don't remember his okay. name. Yeah. Uh, Le- Lester or Rester? Re- Le- 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 what's his name? Lester the Molester. All right. Uh, uh, I think his Rose name is Craig Charles. Though. You don't Vito, know what Vito, this guy I, does. Vito, you know, I think all of us thought that. You're the one who said it. I'm the Just only one who said that. it. I'm sorry. Rimmer? My mic. <laughs> Craig Charles yeah, is the is the well, you know, it, yeah. Filter. But no, Wait, I, so I started watching this again. Is it is he narrating this reboot? Uh, no, I think they got two two new narrators for the UK version. Um, because like that that's the interesting part in its original run in Japan, it was a straightforward game show from the late eighties. Um, so like the in uh universe narrators were the two guys who you see uh in like the the period dress you know yeah uh then the the localized uk version was craig charles doing a narration as if he's just commentating like a sports thing but but humorously um but he is like the solo narrator and he's not supposed to be a person in the show whereas in mxc which was a complete joke dub in, uh, in the u.s was uh an actual dub where people were like voicing the people in the show, including the contestants. So, you know, the contestants would run out and say like in in real life, they would have said like, you know, I'll, I'll try my best. But in MXC, it would be someone dubbing them over with like, I I've got a hernia or something like that. You know, it would be like a, a oh, just making them just total, that. total jokes out of these. Yeah. Just a athlete's performance. Whatever. It seemed very offensive from what I watched. It seemed very, very early 2000s time. edgy humor. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but what it is actually, like, as we said, it's a uh, main inspiration for Fall Guys, the game. Um, it is like an endurance and obstacle course centric Japanese game show. Very silly. Um, it's. It's also basically the main inspiration for the 2000s Wipeout um, that, that yeah. came about in like 2008. That was definitely uh, an inspiration. And um, they brought it back this year. It's on Amazon Prime and it's like you can watch it subtitled. So it's it's the original version. It's not a dub. Um, but yeah, still very silly and fun to watch. Cool. And the show has never been based purely on the player's skill. Or else it'd be more like uh, like Ninja Warrior, or the Japanese original Sasuke. It'd be like actual athletes competing in actual challenges that they can prepare for. No, this is like a silly game show through and through, um, where it's all about people uh, bumbling and fumbling and falling, right? Um, but in this new series, it genuinely feels like they made the show impossible. <laughs> it, it, it They ramped up the difficulty. Um like a lot of the games just straight up aren't fair in in what appears to be an unfun way for the contestants um, because they're failing in like 10 seconds. And this is not all the games, but most of them feel this level of unfair. So it becomes a little, a little boring to watch because it 
often doesn't seem like there was any intention of letting them win, you know, of allowing for victory. It's like, it's just about seeing these people fall into the water over and over again. There was like same kind of feeling from Wipeout. It's like, yeah. Yes. They're not, yeah, it's just not possible, you know? Yeah, I mean, I remember when, like, watching Wipeout, there's just, like, random things that you like cannot predict you. or see. Yeah, like, punching you. I feel like you. they're not it's, even random. I mm-hmm. feel like they're set up, like, oh, this person's doing well, like, we're gonna knock him the fuck down when yeah, he passes. exactly. It's not like Ninja Warrior, where you could, like, study the course at home and then, you know, have it yeah. memorized. Right. Or even the original, like he- uh, I don't know, I mean, some of the stuff was pretty wacky and pretty difficult, but I felt like they had a chance. I feel like my memory of the original show is that it was slightly more about skill yeah. in that everyone kind of had a fair shot. It was just hard. Yeah, that's, This that's one feels like, yeah, this one feels like they ramped up even that um, so that they're just, just designed to screw you over by like sliming up surfaces and soaping up surfaces and knocking with random things at random times, not even random times, but like specifically going after you as much as possible. Yeah. Um. So it, it can get a little uninteresting just because you're like, okay, I'm I'm going to see everybody fail this challenge. Uh, the only real interest is then like, oh, will someone do a crazy backflip when they fall? You know, it's like not as fun as if I felt like they could actually make it to the end or if, or if like what I want to see is games that a soccer mom could potentially complete. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that I feel like that anyone showing up for this game could make it to the end if they had the right tactic or got uh you know or had the good balance or whatever um or just got like more a little more lucky it sounds like it's less concerned about being like a fair game show and more like tapping into like that that old school like america's funniest home videos where like you're just tuning yes. in to see people get hurt like that's the fun of it right. and i think that that is Especially true because I think Japanese game shows have had a history of being a lot about that, you know, about the the bumbling and the fumbling and the hitting your head and knocking over and stuff like that. The slapstick element yeah. to it, definitely. Um, and then the last game, <laughs> the very final game, which only like uh, eight to ten contestants per season even get to, uh, straight up seems like a carnival game where you're not supposed to win like like it's it's just not possible which is strange because they only well, have about f- nope nobody i mean the the house essentially wins like the Takeshi's okay. castle does also not get taken wins. and no one gets paid uh, the prize money <laughs> because because the house wins um but yeah it was, it's weird because like they only have about 400 players per season uh so like a hundred per episode and each episode is split into two parts. So it's eight, eight episodes in the Amazon prime season. Um, I forget if the prize money is still a million yen, which is only like $7,000. That's all like but a I, lot of people for like, not a lot of money. <laughs> wow. Exactly. Yeah, you, it, I feel the day. you get down to like 20 people at the end. I guess you get seen on right, TV, right. which, which has benefits to some people. Yeah. That's I, actually my exact point. Which a is that people... you? Oh, sorry. No, no problem. Um, just like that's my exact point. That like I don't think you even need prize money 
to incentivize right. 400 people to show up for Takeshi's Castle, which has this amazing legacy of people like remembering it very fondly. They just so, want to have fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you go back and look at the originals, a lot of people will just show up in like goofy costumes and all kinds of stuff mm. and just fuck around. Yeah, it, yeah, just on a lark. I, I get what you and mean. And that's yeah. the point. Yeah, I think it's many people would do it this season for free I just mean, for the hell of it. I think it's like an event. I watched that all my childhood, and I think I watched four or five episodes where people actually won because the the last game is like this ridiculously impossible like tank battle with water guns, and it's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. I you rarely saw anybody win. So what the new one is, I, I kind of liked the old one in comparison because what the new final game is, is it's like much more elaborate and cool where there's like two, uh, there's the, the enemy or the Takeshi Castle defenders in like a stationary tank where they can shoot these balls out, like these foam balls. And the, the player slides down a rail in their own like shooting tank and they have to shoot uh, ball after ball at the stationary tank to try to hit like a very small target and get right in like hole in one in the hole with one of their balls mm-hmm. and they only have one shot one pass and it takes like sub 10 seconds to be done and all the defender needs to do is hit um a, this very wide like paper panel in front of the player's tank once through and it's incredibly easy so even if a player was to like get a hole in one miraculously it's also even possible that the defender has already punctured the player's paper uh, shield so it it is insane i haven't seen someone win it yet games Um, rigged from the start bud exactly like i said like a carnival game you're not supposed to win this and it seems strange because it seemed like as as crazy as the original tank one was like Bo was saying it seemed like there was more dynamism to that like there was more chance to that and people could actually like try stuff and team up and stuff like that this one feels like oh it's over oh it's already over <laughs> it's done you lost go home uh they have I, as far as i know they no one won this season uh they didn't pay anybody out the seven thousand dollars whatever the prize money was but yeah i think they could have i I think uh they could have made it a less a little less cheesy challenging um but i will say all of the courses and set pieces and stuff very lavishly designed um feels very elaborate and less ramshackle looking than in the 80s not that the 80s there was anything wrong with that but like the production value is very, very nice, and it's all very flashy and colorful, and it looks great. And it, I'm, I'm sure it's a lot of fun to be there. And they have like pregame stuff, and so it's it's got to be fun to be a contestant. I uh, I just so, yeah. looked it up, and the original show. I don't know how many episodes it goes to, but the latest winner was in episode 124, and there were only eight winners ever, and two disqualified well, see, winners. Damn, that's crazy! Out of hundreds I think of episodes. That, uh, I think that eight winner figure is actually like a, a misconception. I think I read somewhere else that like that's the figure that a lot of people bandy about, but it's actually something like 36, something in the 30s. I don't know which is true because I haven't researched it. Well, from the wiki says there are 36 winning contestants and then there are eight episodes where people have won. Oh, okay. So eight okay. Episodes, that might be the misunderstanding. But in those eight episodes might have been some clumps. And then there are yeah. there are two more 
but those are disqualified for reasons such as the gun stabbing their shield instead of the water penetrating it, and right. Takeshi's cart getting stuck on the grass. <laughs> What's Takeshi's fault? That ain't their fault. Yeah, that's Takeshi's loss. That's just that's just Earth. That's Gaia on your side. So I'm picking up what you're putting down, though, basically, is that we're all going to sign up for the next season. And, oh, Absolutely. And take it, take home a win for I a would campfire. Love, oh, was I not clear? I would love to do that. I mean, we've trained in the simulation many times. Uh-huh. We, we do Fall Guys. We do, um, what's the other one? Uh, yeah, I'm not, tum- I'm like tumble the tech dudes? guy. I'll be in the stands, <laughs> like, giving you guys info and shit, but like, I... Yeah, I'm, I'm no, you'll be the that. you'll be the man in like our headset, like yeah, right, like the tactical the hacker. supervisor, yeah, yeah, coordinator. Vito, get ready. There's gonna be a, a spinny thing popping out now. Jump. <laughs> get in the fucking See, castle, Vito. Get in the castle, Vito. <laughs> get in the castle. <laughs> uh, look out for look out for Bone Campfire at the next get to Keshi's castle season. Uh, we'll try our best. Please you dress up us. like a uh, One Piece character. Okay. Oh, yeah, castle. okay. That surely won't cause any issues with the uh, licensing people <laughs> to catch his castle. Uh, it's disappointing about the finale, but it sounds like the reboot might be worth checking out regardless. You still have fun watching it. It's just very, very, very difficult, and it seems like it's not intended for people to win very right, often. Right, right, Yeah. Nah. Because, I mean, a lot of times they have, like, focuses where they just focus in on somebody for camera and they'll, like, Maybe. shoot out a message or something. It's very yeah, you much know like what? exposure. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe they're, maybe they're looking for a higher level of athleticism than we've seen before. And the contestants, unfortunately, for the first season had no way of knowing that. But maybe the next season. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe It's maybe really adjust. funny you say that because on this new season, because of Takeshi's castle, Castle's legacy... Um, and belovedness. Uh, there are tons of like actual athletes on this season. Oh, really? Including okay. people from Sasuke, which is the original Ninja Warrior show. So these are people who are like professional obstacle coursers. They know their shit. They're very athletic. Uh, there are people who are like professional athletes, like track and field runners and uh, gymnasts and cheerleaders and stuff like that. So there's there's people on the show that that know their okay. shit and they fall into the water just like everybody else because the games are bullshit. <laughs> maybe maybe they're overtuned, you know, like you need a couple uh, seasons as well is one trying to get at, I guess. Gotcha. But okay. It is good to know the athleticism is not at fault. Um Yeah, maybe they'll you, tune it better. Did you have uh, any other topics to discuss? No, that's it for me. <laughs> I okay. talked too long about the castle anyway. I wouldn't say too long, but it is a good conclusion. Vito, me and you are going to go at the same time because I don't think you have anything else to talk about. And I don't think I've done much that's worth talking about in the last week other than playing more Baldur's Gate. Can you do it in unison? Like, uh, say it at I, the same time? The whole I don't. Table? I don't have any specific thing to bring up, but maybe we just throw Flask in the spoiler bunker. See where it goes for a few minutes because we're, you know, we've been consuming the game a while. I don't want to keep everything under to our chest that has been kind of like the main activity of the pod, Sans Flask. I'd love to get rid of him for a little bit. So Same. I'll see, see you later, Flask. We're going to get into Baldur's Gate 3, Acts 1 and 2, and maybe a little bit of early Acts 3 spoilers. Good luck. 
Oh, thank God you did that. So we don't oh, actually shoot. have to talk about Baldur's Gate. Right? No, you guys, you guys, you guys <laughs> what you the need a fuck break? was that round Can't table? We just hang out for a little bit. Yeah, that was, that was fucked up. Oh, uh, what was he talking about? Takeshi Six Nine or something? Yeah, and so, fucking Danny know. Danger or something. I, I, I uh, Danny idea. Darko? I don't yeah. fucking know. I'm kidding, of course. I love Flash, and that was a great round table. But spoilers for Baldur's Gate Three, Act One, Act Two, and maybe a little bit of Act Three until forty-seven fourteen. Uh, I guess I'll start yeah. with Dusty and the Dazzlers. Um, you guys are further than us in Act Three. Um, so on Act One and Two, I guess story-wise, Act One is kind of interesting because like nothing that happens in Act One. Is important, but it's all good. Act one is just literally all side quests, all up and down. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I didn't yeah. think about that. Act two has like more, much more of like a story, and it's really good. So, yeah, the story surrounding the fucking darkness, the advanced darkness, or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, got the storm. I really like the whole sequence. Yeah, like the whole Thorn Thorn family. Yeah, I really liked the approach to the bosses all having like an alternative way of actually dealing with them instead of just all being boss fights. Oh, we fucked really like the uh, the we I really like the surgeon one. We squared up with them all. Yeah, we made that guy kill himself. I think the I only think one we the actually one... fought was the the big fat guy. Yeah, no, I think you're. Well, I mean, most, the doctor had a boss fight, but we had we killed him. We just killed his minions. Yeah. 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 It was the opposite. We got the doctor to kill or get his minions to kill himself, and then Greg went we, went for the skill check to get him to kill himself, and then uh, it didn't go through. Uh, that was the boss fight that I was telling you guys. That was like we got an achievement for beating him before he did like his signature move. I guess it we was, did that too. It was, he was one the of one the, in the attic. fights in like the entire game. Yeah, he was the one where we uh were like up in the attic and he was kept sending those like he would revive the uh his assistants and they would run up and we'd kill them up there and then we'd run downstairs and then we uh after they were all dead upstairs, he couldn't reach them to revive them anymore. So we just went downstairs and beat the shit out of him and killed him. Yeah, we we told him to kill himself and then uh he did and I noticed this a couple times, like if you pick up, you could pick up like enemy weapons that I, I don't know if you're not supposed to or what the deal is, but like that guy had a weapon. It was like some medical tool. I forget. And um, right. I don't know. It, it their body is red. They all had medical tools. If their body, right. if, it depends if an enemy kills them, like in, so actually this is yeah, a good example. In the very beginning, when you like go to the grove and they're, they're fighting over there, you know, the goblins and the people. Mm-hmm. If if the NPCs kill any of those goblins and you try and loot their corpses, it'll be considered stealing. That's what happened to us, Vito, at the very beginning of the game. We got to the boss fight in front of the grove. We we got the goblins and shit. Yeah. We um, and I tried looting a goblin. Right. And Will Will got pissed. And we fucking killed Will. We had to kill him. We had to put him down. He yeah, was... yeah. Because if an NPC kills Jesus. him, it's considered like their kill. Like their loot. Their loot. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's like fucking. Uh, I, I didn't even know he was a player Riddick? character until a few hours later when I think Alex told me. It's like Riddick, Vin Diesel. You keep what you kill. <laughs> Amen, brother. 
uh, oh, that note, though, dude. something I live uh, by, by the way. But wait, I, I wasn't talking about that specifically. I was I was mentioning specifically that that guy has a weapon you could pick up and you could see the the ability on it, but you can't use that ability. And the ability was like, I don't know, it was like a hundred damage spell that he could use on you. So maybe that's his signature move that we didn't see. Oh. Yeah, I noticed that a couple of times you could pick up like the boss's weapon and see the ability, but it doesn't work for you. It only works for them. Hmm. I don't ever get any of the good items, so uh, I would never know that. Oh, yeah. they are, Everyone else snags them before you do. I don't need them. Oh, okay. The good items are better for like casters and stuff. Yeah, I'm a druid. Oh. Yeah, so just like paladin. You just like turn into an animal every fight. Yeah. Uh, well, he does. so the thing is, I mean, I do. I'm actually uh, so you know when you pick a druid, there's three you know subclasses you can pick from. One of them's kind of more um, animal like shape shifting focused. Uh, one of them is more just heavily magic, and the third one, which is kind of funky, is called the Circle of Spores. Basically, I uh, I'm like kind of like into necromancy a little bit. Like I can I have a summon. I can summon like you know from dead corpses. I can make like little mushroom men. Mm. Um, and I get a few different like abilities. Like I can just like for a reaction, pretty much like a free thing I can do every turn. I can put like a cloud of spores that has a chance to do you know like so much necrotic damage. Um, and it's actually really cool. We found you know because I thought it was kind of like they said I, I do mostly still turn into animals. I can turn into like an owl bear or a, like a raptor um, or a diplosaur. It's a um, Dilo, Dilophosaurus, John. Yeah. Please get it correct. Yeah, I'm right, tired of right. correcting you every right. day. I have to correct this man. But I, but I found a weapon that specifically gives extra spores to me. Like any other class would be a complete waste, but uh. this one specifically like gives me the ability to put like haste in like a general area, which has been fucking sick. I uh, love that. And movie. like two it's other so ones good. I actually don't use at all. I just use the haste one. Oh, that's cool. I, yeah, I feel like been, there have been multiple fights where John's put that down and I've run into it and I've basically insta-killed the dude just by how many times I've been able to swing at him. But they don't know nice. if the spores are infecting their brains. Yeah. There's going to be yeah. mushroom men at the end of this. Mm -hmm. I ain't got to worry about the fucking worm eating my brain. I got to worry about all the mushrooms growing in it. <laughs> no, I think between... And this is, this is, real, this is real talk. Between group one and two, I think you guys have the better composition... And I think you're you're like a, a better made party. We are unstoppable. Uh, I'm more unstoppable sure. too, but I feel like we gotta work for it sometimes. No, we yeah, we definitely work, work. I gotta work for it. I kind of on certain fights. I kind of expected that going like when you think about our party, our party is a fighter. Uh, a uh, barbarian. 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 A yeah, well, yeah, I'm I'm just saying in like general right, terms right, right. where like party comp goes, but uh, the barbarian fulfills the fighter role, and you fulfill the support role with your healing magics and such as a cleric. Then we have high DPS with uh, Dusty, who is a bard warlock, and I do good burst damage and utility. I mean, you really like have like high a DPS. really good party comp. Yeah. I do, I do, I do burst damage. Dusty, I think, can do more sustained damage than I can. I don't know. Wall fire and shit. Fireball. Pretty good, too. Yeah, we get by. We do good. Like I said, we, we, I mean, to be fair, we also, I think, fight a lot more than you guys. Because you have Dusty to talk way out of a lot of things or through things. 
We do not. Yeah, but that. we still we, end up killing. We do talk our way through every right, situation, and then but then we still kill them. Up. Yeah. Or like a like the Throm, like the the Golden Lady. You guys didn't fight her, right? You paid her like a nah. penny, and then you got to yeah. We we said you ain't touching. Right, yeah, we, I said you're not touching her. one coin. You gold faced son of a gun, and then we fought her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy uh, said, that, please, that, please take my money. Don't hurt me. Uh, please. Oh, that was me. I gave her a couple coins just to see what she would do, and then. I told her, I was like, you know your god is like dead, right? And she's like, what? What? And money's not real, right? And then she blew herself up. So we why did don't you get, cry about it? We, we got Ketherick to fall back into the... Um, we did that too. We did that I was too, wondering yeah. if that's like just the default thing. You know it's, what I mean? It's like, not. Because it's not? Spirits, okay. spirits play through. They had to fight him first. Can you well, like disintegrate Ketherick so he can't jump into the pit? Well, I think or even if you that... kill him, the, the god will just get mad. And come up, up regardless. I want to know. I guess, and I'll, I'm going to find this out in another playthrough. Um, you know, it's, it almost sounds like you can talk him off the ladder, and then uh, Sabeel shows up, the angel lady, her night song. Yeah. I wonder if you kill her, maybe. Can you, like, talk him off the ladder, or is it always going to be fucking war with him? That's a good question. I wonder, I wonder if there's a, a path where he. Um, you convince him to give you the nether stone and he just fucks off into eternity. Yeah. I, I, maybe we're doing a, you know, our evil playthrough, a side playthrough. And, um, we teamed up with the goblins to go over and raid the grove. That's been pretty cool. Oh, so far. It's whoa, pretty different. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to get a, a unique, uh, companion too, which they just, Fixed a massive bug in the game where fifteen thousand lines of her dialogue were inaccessible due to a bug. I mean, we missed that because we we definitely wrote it where rated the grove. It's but... uh, it, it's not Minthara. Yes. Oh Minthara. yeah. Oh, never mind. You seen the screenshots of that? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you, yeah. you know who she. Who well, that was, that was like know. a that was a massive bug with her where fifteen thousand lines of her dialogue were just inaccessible during the game. Yeah, Jesus. Well, I think Kurt ruined that. So yeah, she's not coming with us. <laughs> I uh, I just did the good version of that last night. That whole sequence we've done that before. I've done that before. The, that whole sequence of breaking Halston out and then fighting all the goblins from the inside out. I, I love that whole sequence of the game. Yeah. Yeah. See, we actually killed Halston do that. before the raid. What? Oh, in your evil playthrough. Evil playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but even on your group one three. playthrough, you guys like fought from the outside. Oh yeah, and dude. We went fucking just. You you just started killing as soon as you got there. The fight started as like I think us. Well, no, the fight on. we did the outside fight, and then we did sneak around a little bit inside, but we ended up just yeah. Okay, because really there are a bunch anybody. of fun quests like inside and outside. Like, yeah, the fun there's like a chicken. I'm doing like my chicken chasing, the chicken racing yeah, thing. There, there was yeah, there's a bunch of stuff, and you get to torture a guy. I tortured a guy on my yeah. evil playthrough. Yeah. Ripped his toenails off. You get off. a good buff from that, too. Dusty got a nice buff from yeah. that torture. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the freak. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. Uh, Carlag keeps uh, yelling at me when I hang out in the Goblin Town. On the Dark Urge playthrough on my single player one, uh, you know, in the outside area, is that goblin who wants you to kiss his foot. It gives you yeah. the option to bite that shit off. Oh, shit. And I did, dude. I bit it off and spit it right in his goblin <laughs> face. Oh, dude. I mean, uh, see, like, I mean, you're saying I that, made like, that guy. I made that guy kiss my toes on my darker single player run, and he was like all dejected. And he was like, I I "I'm going home," and he yeah. walked away. And when when I talked to his boys around him, he's like, "Hey, well, don't tell him I said this, but that was really cool. You did that." 
<laughs> I'm not playing around. It was pretty funny. And if you go talk to him later, he's like, leave me alone, man. James, you really, really fucked up yeah, his whole really fucking fucked day. His brain. Uh, he died not long after that. Yeah, but we'll play through core. Evil playthrough. Um, Minthara. The last thing I think we did is she, you know, like hooked us up. She said, uh, "I'm gonna send like a scout out to help you in the Shadowland." She's talking about the, you know, the drow that's like half drow, half spider. Yeah, uh, yeah. She like sets you up with a contact with him. That's yep. where we're supposed yeah, to meet yeah, now yeah. in that the, area. The, the drow leader. Yeah, yeah the, that's the. Oh, the, the lantern. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, what was I gonna say? I heard you guys met Shipman. Who? Shipman. Shipman. You mean the Grease guy? Yeah, the Grease guy. Uh, yeah, Shipman. AKA Grease guy. The guy who lives in the sewers? You don't call him yeah, Shipman? Yeah, Shipman. Yeah, he lives in the sewers, dude. He lives in the sewers with a bunch of brown grease creatures. Yeah, he's Shipman. Oh, I was going <laughs> to ask. So we, we've, we've seen like kind of like two significant feeling Act 3 decisions so far. The first one was whether we um, take Gortash's deal to sign a pact and leave him alone. And the other was whether we take Orin's deal. We chose not to take Gortash's deal because that seemed like it was like magically bound. But we did take Orin's deal because that didn't seem magically bound and it could maybe save a girl's life. Hmm. I'm curious what you guys did. I think you forgot as well a third deal with uh, Raphael. Oh, of course we didn't take that. Yeah. yeah. The, I don't remember what Oren thing you're talking about. Uh, Gortash? Uh, Are you talking about the one where you're like Orin, in his chamber? Oren gave us, yes. Orin gave or, us a he's, deal he's, get, he's, he's literally about to be coronated and you can talk to him and he's like if you uh, if you decide to fuck off and leave me alone then we will rule the kingdom together. But he, he makes it sound like it's like a divine pact. Like he's going to cast like a Harry Potter unbreakable vow. Wait, you guys like happen. fought through all those like fucking people no we were just like no in. no they weren't they weren't hostile to us we we mm. talked our way in we talked our way into worms crossing i don't know we went into worms crossing but in the cutscene where he's they were hostile to us because we told them to fuck off and attack them oh no oh well, that's probably why uh, that. but we the, that that was that was when they attacked us we taken the deal I don't yeah. see how. I, that was what I was asking you guys. I was like, I don't see how you could possibly win that fight. There's like eight of those robots and like twelve uh, other people, and no, you're surrounded. No, you're, no, you're right. You you're can right. Uh, so you can reject. I'm sure somebody deal. could win it, but there's no way we could do it. No, you can just reject the deal and then stay silent during the coronation and just watch, and he's chill. Oh, I don't think we did that. Then. I think we accepted his. No, deal. we yeah, we told him fuck that when, and we spoke up, you and guys then he got really mad deal? and told Damn. everybody. That's what that's what we did the first time is we rejected the deal. Then told everybody, and we got fucked in that fight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the second time, second time we did it, we rejected the deal, stayed silent, and nobody in the room was hostile to us. But, uh, no, I think we just, I think we just accepted the deal. Then I think we just, I think so. Yeah, we did. Did you guys? We did because something. Uh... Remember something happened later. That oh he was, yeah, like, yeah, pretty yeah, pissed yeah. about. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. go up top in that castle? There's like a there, whole top it was, it was like that's a... really awkward to get to. It was like a debate in our group, real quick, about whether we took that deal or not. Because like, some of us wanted to take it because it would make our lives easier, and some of us didn't want to take it because it sounded like it was gonna fuck us over later. Because it sounded like he was saying like, he wasn't just playing around. Like you literally would not be able to attack him if you took this deal. 
No, we're definitely going to beat his ass still. That's actually the next thing we're going to do in the game. Uh, mm. I, I think the only reason we took it is because we just did not want to try that. I think, like, we took the fight seriously, and we did it to, like, the very bitter end, like, and it took a while, and I was like, I don't want to do that again. Uh, let's, I, just, let's just agree <laughs> to this. I gave up instantly as soon as I saw Andy's character die before it even got to his turn. No, nah, fuck that. We uh, were, we were swinging, and we were pulling out everything, we, dude. We usually don't, like, reload or surrender until, like, <laughs> there's one person left. And we're like, we usually were like, yeah, we can probably do it still. Yeah, that fight. I mean, I'm sure there is playthroughs out there where people do do it, or, or maybe on balance mode you could do it. But yeah, I didn't see. I didn't. Like, I'll redo any fight, but that one I I seen zero way out of. I was like, right. I, I don't know how I, we did it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're just supposed to find a way to disable the robots and then come back. Right, but there's all this like, like on the wall and stuff. Well, nah, that is that I, is your I, mission. I, I think. Uh, I think I have a warning strategy. I think you just got to get one of them robots exploding and just chain reaction. They all start exploding. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've got it on the quest line, but but what he said is correct. You just got to find a way to turn off the steel watch. It's probably, yeah. I think it is one. That, of that is probably the the way to do it. But I think the way you would do it if you didn't want to do that would be to have everybody standing on the bookcases at the start of the fight, have somebody like black hole the steel watchers together, and try to do as much DPS burst damage down on one of the black watchers. Or steel watchers make a chain reaction, but just try to get you like with the with the powers and burst damage. I think you could probably kill one of them in one turn, and that could initiate a chain reaction to kill all the others. I'm pretty. Tough. I'm with you on that. Toughies, not easy, but I I think it could be done. I think it's doable. Uh, now I could talk about Baldur's Gate all day, but we do have Flask in the other rooms. Yeah, no, no. We'll, we'll, oh, yeah, we'll speak about some more that. when we're done, unless somebody else has something else they want to say. Uh, I'm still digging it. I think we're, I want to say two to three sessions, just to be safe. But one to two, two to three sessions away, I think, from finishing it. I think we'll finish Monday. We have we, gotten Mondays, two. Mondays usually are big burst days. Yeah, we've gotten oh. two out of the three stones. Okay. The way our game is rolling, it looks like Orin is going to be the last stone we get, but we're still early on. We're we're stopped. We stopped last night. Not too far into the sewers, I feel. Um, so we'll see. We ran into a, a I don't I don't know anything about D and D lore, but we ran into a character that sounded like they maybe have been from previous games, but definitely a character in the the larger D and D story. Okay, interesting. And then we, and then we fucked them up. <laughs> there's, there's quite a few characters from uh, previous games in the installments. I mean, the uh, Jahiro's from a previous game. Uh, as is Kethric, right. I think. I assume Volo is, right? Oh, not Kethric, sorry. Yes. Well, Volo is just a big D&D character in general, I think. He writes, like, all the monster manuals, I think. Mm. I was going to say, because I found a note, which, like a letter of his to Elminster... And they seem to be speaking on oh. terms. Not that it's like a an actual option. It's not like you know it's in the dialogue. But in our evil playthrough, just to be evil in the Volo, um, you know, he has to be freed when he's in the goblin camp. Uh-huh. Alex just took the key out of his inventory and placed it like right in front of his cage, and we just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's hilarious. All right. Welcome back, Flask. God, that scared me. Welcome, <laughs> Flask. Hi. I think that's it on Baldur's Gate. 
think that's it for me and Vito. Yeah, I don't got, I don't got nothing. Okay, so Ba, we'll move on to you. I want to hear from Ba. <laughs> what have you been doing the last week or so? Uh, other than Dusty Dazzler, Baldur's Gate. I mean, game wise, two very old. Well, not that old, but just two MMOs. I've been playing Lord of the Rings Online and uh, Guild Wars Two. <laughs> two very nerdy games. Are those things you, that you play regularly? Uh, the I I play MMOs regularly. I am like a big RuneScape fiend, but uh, I've never played right. either of these before. I just have friends who ask me to play, and we've all been like playing together. That's fun. Yeah, I, I mean, Lord we of the have Rings. some slight history with Lord of the Rings because <laughs> the way we're playing Lord of the Rings is it has a mode where you can ramp up the difficulty in an MMO, which is is not a thing I have ever seen before. And it's to the point where if you get jumped by, like, two trash mobs on your own, you're going to die. And it, it just completely changes how you play the game. But it's like a hard Hobbit experience. experience. Sort of. I mean, if you die, it's fine. You still have your character. It's just you get owned. <laughs> you just get owned real bad. It makes you actually rely on, like, using your crafting proficiencies to make better armor and stuff. Which is, which is a thing that is not really something I see in MMOs anymore. You kind of just blaze through all of the content. So that's is that a fun. feature inherent to the game? Yes. The difficulty scale? There is wow. an NPC I, I after you get out of the tutorial that you can talk to, and it has a difficulty going from 0 to 10, and I'm playing on difficulty 3, and just when you're... It buffs up a bunch of enemies, and sometimes when you're fighting, Sauron will, Sauron's eye will see you, and he'll just, like, fire a laser beam down from the sky. <laughs> that, that experience that <laughs> you're having Orbital feels Sauron disproportionate. Laser. To difficulty three, right? Like, so is ten is ten the hardest? Ten, the the higher you get, it basically becomes impossible to not be playing in a group. <laughs> That's crazy. If you aren't playing in a group, things I've seen random people walking around on like difficulty seven on their own, and I'm like, damn. I so you get better. Oh, so you, you you can so you can play in like mixed population difficulties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it like applies debuffs to you more than it. And it'll, I, because I'm not entirely sure how it works, because I, I can fight with people who are on different difficulties. So I don't know if it buffs the enemies up to their level whilst we're fighting or not. I haven't, uh, Do you get better drops and loot no. from, no, 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 nope. same shit. <laughs> no, fuck you. You just get titles. <laughs> you just get titles to wear. Uh, you get a title if you don't die before level 20. I literally died as soon as I left the tutorial zone. A bug killed me. <laughs> Yikes! Okay, you know the Shire bugs. But I I wasn't in the I started in the elf area. I had to uh, I had to like piggy bank uh, my way over to you know uh, a friend of ours once many many years ago uh, was uh, savagely attacked by bears. Two bears. And, two, uh, bears two bears. Two in bears. Two bears. And and me and Andy were little little elves, and we traveled. Was that me and you? I couldn't remember. Was me yep. and you, or me and yep. you, me and we Knoxville? Were, we, we we were the elves, and we traveled like what was it like two or something hours all the way oh, to the Shire at like three a.m. too, dude. And <laughs> as we got there, bears. no, as we we didn't even we were like maybe like a minute out from him, and our friend goes, "Yeah, I think I'm done. See ya," and then just logged <laughs> off. <laughs> Troubles. I sure the name Troubles came from, right? Oh, that's not. No, that's not. That yeah. wasn't you. That was Charlie. No, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Charlie, it's where but troubles that came wasn't from. in Troubles. 
I thought that you had used the name Troubles, Troubles in like a, you remember I don't remember what it was. There's once we played something like D and D, and I think Peter ran it on like some like little applet, and you had a drunken dwarf named uh, Troubles on that. Like it was like a little thing that you could like move your character around, but it wasn't like roll twenty. I remember or that too. Like that. I might have but, been just making fun of Charlie and his his two bears. It, it could it could be, but that when I think of Troubles, I think of that weird little D and D session in a tavern in that applet with uh, Troubles the Dwarf. Before I think of anything else, <laughs> Troubles. I love that it took two hours to get from like Lothlorien or whatever to the Shire. Oh, dude, I remember it took like a long time, and we get us getting progressively I mean, better like, as time was like going by. Yeah, <laughs> that was like me and Greg had. We're, we probably made our characters, and we were like doing the tutorial stuff, which takes a while. And then Charlie starts bitching about these bears, and he just keeps bitching about it. And we're like, fine, all right, we're we're, we're we'll start rushing there. And then from that point, I remember like two hours to get there. <laughs> yeah, the scale in the game is crazy. But I mean, that's that like, vi- sorry, that's that like very low level where like we don't have, I don't know, any travel options. We probably weren't riding around horses or anything. Oh, right. well, getting horses is can be awkward. Uh, horses are like, there's a free horse, but it's like half speed. Like they they just recently reworked how you get mounts. Uh, they get, because you have to like buy the riding skill off of like the premium store, but they give you a quest that gives you enough currency to buy it. I see. Okay. That uh, mind you, this was me... in like 2011, 2012. I don't know. Like well, yeah. we were still playing on the Xbox oh, 360 yeah, when when this when this was a thing. Because <laughs> I mean, the game is it still gets. It just had a major expansion like this week. Yeah, it, the game is. I think that's still crazy. going super strong, which I find really funny because Amazon are trying to make their own Lord of the Rings online, and they were just expecting players <laughs> from this game to flock over to theirs when it releases. Like they've had some really bad interviews where they've said basically that they just they're like very disconnected hey, from mmo players like 15 years but uh abandon everything you've done and come over here like <laughs> yeah, it's not that simple um i was gonna say you reminded me with the horse thing I, that reminds me of a uh, star wars the old republic where if you're a free player you get like a shitty speeder to get to travel faster. It's like your mount in the game is a, is a little personal speeder. Um, if you're a free player, you get the shitty half speed speeder yeah. and you, you can only get full speed speeders if you're a paying paid subscriber. Oh, yeah. it, it was which is always the funny. exact same thing. Along the rings online. I had the, uh, my mount is 32 speed and all of my friends have a mount that is 68% speed. So I spent yesterday, <laughs> I spent yesterday doing like an event that just came out for an hour to get enough tokens to like buy a horse that moves at the same speed as them. So there are like ways for you to still get it. It's just you kind of have to go the other way a little bit. Right. Keep up, motherfucker. It's always a funny way to gatekeep the, yeah. <laughs> the free players. I mean, it's been really fun. Like, the game is super slow compared to modern MMOs. I've played it for like 15, 16 hours. My character is still level 20. You level like super slowly. What is the max? Uh, 140. Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's... I, didn't do no I hate that shit. But it's like, it's I not like... Uh, I don't but feel I like I'm more grinding. Like difficulty one, right? Oh, yeah, probably. But, uh, like, it, it doesn't bother me that it's slow. It's like a very different experience than other MMOs, which is fine. I I can see why people wouldn't enjoy that. You got the time, so yeah, why not? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's just like a real cool. slow burn. And then outside of that, uh, non-video game wise, 
I've just been watching Twin Peaks with uh, you, Andy, obviously. Uh, Twin Peaks? Uh, I, I'd never seen it before. We started it a few months ago, but we, we started picking it up again recently. It's just so hard to watch that so you could barely bring oh, yourself no, to I, continue, right? I've been, I have been loving the show. Uh, well, you don't have to be polite. It's okay. You can say what you really think about I'll, the I'll close, show. Here, I'll, I'll take off my headset for a second, but go ahead. I, I've, yeah, been, you can. I've been totally loving the show. Uh, I do get right, scared right, very Wayne. easily, though. Understood. Been loving it. You know, <laughs> some of the earliest, some of the stuff in season one, then when it was getting spooky, I'd be peeking through my fingers at the screen watching it. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, yeah, I also try is... and put my hand in front of the screen while watching it. <laughs> season three is more of those moments than not. It feels like in the movie. Oh, God. Yeah. Where, where are you at exactly? Uh, sorry, so what did you, just last last Which season? Well, it's like two thirds of the way through season two. As you want, for the record. Blasco put in a note, but everybody here who's seen Twin Peaks, or everybody here who cares has seen Twin Peaks. <laughs> Spoilers for Twin Peaks until one oh nine twenty nine. Yeah, so we're like two sets Anybody who matters two, seen Twin the Peaks. episode where James gets like framed for that murder that apparently uh, has no significance on the plot ever again. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andrew Packard. We're, we're in the bad episodes of season two. Andrew Packard's back and. He just revealed himself to Thomas Eckhart in the elevator. Uh, okay, that was it. just saw the Josie. Yes, that was it. The Josie, she got turned into a draw knob. Uh, and I was talking to my friend about that, and he said she had to leave the show or something, and so they, like, wrote her out or something. I'm not too sure if that's true or not, but he mentioned from that. What, from what I've read, um, believe it or not, that was David Lynch's intention for that character oh, okay. he was no longer okay. on the show yeah before. i'm sure if you just needed to write somebody off you could do it in a better way than to he could have thought of a better way that's a very lynch thing to do turn her into yeah. a doorknob i mean it looked very creepy <laughs> it's like old old dated cgi but it still had like a, an effect it still looked i was good. screaming when that happened you were what was that you were so pissed you were well pissed? because i i've been hyping it up to vita too oh, okay like, yeah I asked Vito like episode three, like, how do you think Josie's gonna end? What do you think her fate is? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, You'll never well, guess. I t that's what I told. Him. I was like, You will never ever guess. I don't think and anybody would ever guess that one. I, you literally would never guess. I, I never even guessed that Leland was uh, was the one Me getting either. up to bad stuff, man. Me neither, actually. But I think that was a little more obvious to people, but I, I didn't catch that uh, I didn't until know. it happened. Yeah. It was a oh, big reveal. I cracked me. it right before. I was like, oh, yeah, wait. And then they revealed it. Yeah, I think, yeah, the scene, I don't know, one, like one scene before the reveal, like you can, but you can't like not catch it. Yeah. I but mean, I, but you, I was, I was being quiet just to not spoil your reaction, but you were, uh, you were, you I think didn't catch it up until the moment it was revealed. No, I, I don't think I did at all. No, <laughs> I still, I mean, I still want to know what there are still un many unanswered questions from that scene. His wife on the floor, he just ignores her. I have no idea. I think why. if you watch the scene again, you'll, you'd have another appreciation, mm. especially, I mean, for, for me, I didn't understand that scene until after I'd seen the whole show. Right. And then rewatched it. Well, I guess I, I think I caught it um, when I started watching with Vito, but that was after seeing the first half of season three. Uh, I, uh, 
I'm enjoying it a lot. There's there are a bunch of scenes like that that are just a total mind confuddle for me. Like I'm not the greatest at deducing a lot of theories and things. It's the same with when I read a song of Ice and Fire. It's very bad at predicting what was going to happen. I don't just write on people honestly. online telling me things. I don't really analyze the thing I'm oh, uh, experiencing too live in much while I'm doing lot, exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, the height of uh, my Reddit posting. So I, I got a a top thread one <laughs> predict, predicting how far goes season three would go. That's that's true. I saw it myself. I was I was pretty proud of that. I'm normally that's cool though. Yeah, I normally stay out of like online discussions of things until I finish watching them. Like I'm pretty good at it, avoiding spoilers for a lot of things. It's like I only read One Piece like a year ago, and I'd never been spoiled on any part of the story. Uh, yeah, I I, yeah, I like reading uh, discussions same. in retrospect, but the only exception is if I'm I'm watching something live. It could be fun just to see like the the mass take. Like that, that, yeah, I, yes. I don't believe Reddit's takes on things, but I do use Reddit as like a pulse of how like oh, yeah. the mainstream nerd is feeling about something. <laughs> you know, it is definitely. You don't have to agree with it to just go see. It's definitely interesting to see what other people are thinking, even if you don't agree with it. And sometimes there's a mad genius like Andy who has a wild theory that turns out to be true later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you go any time I go on the Osaga Ice and Fire Reddit, there's some absolute crackpot theory just by based oh, yeah. off the title. But then you start reading it, and you're like, oh, okay, I I could see that. I could see that. Wait, I buy into this completely, hundred <laughs> percent. That's and and ultimately there's there's a lot of things in Twin Peaks that like don't make sense that you know you can say are probably relatively solved and that you'll know or that you you can figure out more than you know now right to understand it better but there are also things that are just totally unsolved. <laughs> um, I mean I think that's a, a good the thing. show the show is not about giving answers yeah, no. just just to warn you it's not like lost per se but it's not like it, it's intentional but it's not going to provide all the closure no. to most of the things you care about frankly well, i think that's a good thing i think leaving media more open-ended should be a, a thing that is embraced more often instead of just giving the viewer spoon-fed answers for everything i think i think it's a lot more interesting yeah. for the longevity of a fan base to to leave certain things open-ended because then you just get endless discussions on things i think about sure. twin peaks all the time even after i finished all of it and I wouldn't if it wasn't so mysterious. Mm. Yeah, and, that, and that's what David Lynch says too: is that like, if he gave you all the answers, you wouldn't have a reason to keep thinking no. about it. And he was forced to give some answers too, from what I've been told. Like the whole thing with Leland. Well, yeah. What you're talking about, he was. I think, <clears throat> I think in his ideal world, he would have never told you exactly what happened. But I think he was resigned to the fact that he did, but he wanted it to be. At the end of the season, right? As a being getting the end of season moment, ABC forced him to do it for some reason early on in the season, and that caused the ratings to dip so hard that the show almost never finished on yeah. air. By episode twenty-two, the finale, it was like a serious question about whether they would air the finale or not. Man, for the record, David Lynch stepped out of the directorial role for most of the second half of the season, but. He came back, rewrote the final episode, and the final episode is definitely a great episode that preps you for the movie. I just think that that whole thing is crazy. It makes me very sad that the the average media consumer fell off the show as soon as they knew who who killed Laura Palmer. Because the show is just so much more than that. 
it's way more interesting outside of just a murder mystery. It's like a whole atmosphere yeah. around the town that is just so fascinating to me. That's one of the things that feels so rewarding as a fan um, watching season three is because season three has a totally different vibe. It's a show that, like, you know, it has a totally different vibe. I, I won't spoil much, but, like, it might not have been what David Lynch wanted to make in the 90s. Right. But it certainly is him making something yeah. without much care for how the mass audience <laughs> is going to take it. I am super excited to see it. I am looking forward I, looking forward to it. I've uh, I've caught on to Andy's plan, by the way. He's going to keep roping in uh, individual friends and like spacing them out so that uh, into Twin Peaks so that we keep talking about Twin Peaks forever on the yeah. campfire. I know. I gotta say, I, I, I you know, I Pretty like Flash. I like Flash bit where he makes up games and movies and he pretends to read them off and you know we, we pretend to believe they're real. This commitment. And you got Vito in on it. This commitment that uh, oh, great this too. is like a watchable show or something is is going on <laughs> I've never far watched, longer I've never watched than that I thought. Show. Uh, I, I'm interested. Yeah. When, Greg, when we did watched you, all of it together. When did you drop it, John? Uh, or did you did you watch it all, John? Or did you drop it? <laughs> John hasn't watched any of it. <laughs> John, John, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Uh, let, let me speak. He hasn't let watched any of it yet. Well, let me speak uh, fair. No, that's not even true. John has caught episodes and bits and pieces here and there. Oh, yeah. He has okay. seen and he has seen 75, 80% of the movie. Okay. I watch but, most but it, of the it's first not season, been in, in order. at least half of the first season. And yeah, I watch what Fire Walk with me and okay. I fucking hated it. Uh, I'm curious what your, uh, what are your hangups? <laughs> not the, not the, the show. The show I didn't, show I admit about the, the movie I fucking okay. hated. Oh, what were your hangups with the, with the season one? What did you find mid about it? It was just boring to me, and I don't, I just don't particularly care for his type of not explain it mystery. Okay, I mean, that's fair enough. It's definitely not a, a lot of people do want the answers, and, they, and that's also fair. Yeah, it's understandable to me, too, because I can, there's a lot of nuance to what, like, what Lynch does, and um, what type of ambiguity it is. It's just such a and fine line, totally. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I can totally understand someone not being in sync or in the same wavelength as that type of ambiguity where it's like, there is an answer I assume somewhere in his mind, but it, you're never going to know it. Like, not only will you never know it, but it's unlikely you'll ever just, like have a good theory as to what this means, okay, unless you just... are thinking on some very particular wavelength. Um, I feel like the only some people things, like that. It's a vibe, you know. That, that's the best uh, way to describe yeah. it. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't fault you for not being on that wavelength at all. I feel like the only difference between like saying that you know it's it's supposed to be like dreamlike, you know, you're not sure what's going on, it's fucking with you, and saying it's nonsense is just like a trust that David Lynch does know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, because, I think that's fair to fair to say. It's like a credibility of sense. Uh, yeah, I think, I, and, and, and ultimately, it's because one piece is better. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's what it gets down to. And, and I think how like, can one be you know, better than you two? Know, I, I don't, I don't need to defend Twin Peaks, and I, I'm not expecting you to watch it. But I think that like part of that credibility is just who David Lynch has been. Uh, the other part of it is that there are just actual mysteries in the show that are solvable with the mm -hmm. symbolism together, like like I alluded to. Even if you know it, it it's certainly not overblown that particularly the main plot threads are ultimately inconclusive, but 
There's there there is reason to believe there's method to the madness. There's there's enough symbols that link things yeah. together, you know. Right. It's just also I think you get a lot of the credibility from his character writing. You can see he knows how to like write characters, so you can I feel like from that you can trust that he knows how to write the that story. Because I mean it feels like a smart it really show. blew me away from it came out in like the nineties, right? That there's a progressive mm. transsexual character in the show. That whole I yeah, was from, not from expecting that at all. Yeah. Like it's a, a trans character that is not just the butt of jokes. Uh, people are, are like confused and, and like weirded out by it, like in universe, but nobody is like disrespectful. They right. It's just very surprising. Yeah, no, it's a it's a realistic or it's a wholesome, albeit realistic take in my my view. <laughs> um, fun fun trivia fact I recently learned is that when David Duchovny was threatening to leave the X Files, uh, it was rumored that Dale Cooper would be replacing him, not Kyle MacLachlan, but the Dale Cooper. Character. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Oh man. That'd be so cool. I, I've never actually seen the X-Files. I, I know very little about the X-Files. I've never seen it. John's seen all of it. X-Files good. It's a fun show. Like, I, 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 is it like an episodic, just unsolved mystery kind of deal? It's a mix. Uh, earlier on in the series, it was a lot more of just one-off, like, hey, it's just... Monster of the Week. Yeah, exactly. Monster okay. of the Week. This weird thing. And, and then, then slowly... And then they'd interweave, you know, right, plot episodes. Yeah. But then as the seasons went on, it became more more plotted oriented okay, with like less monster of the week in there right okay because i mean I've, I've obviously always heard didn't they do a i've heard very good things about it obviously um but didn't they do like a reboot or something recently i did not watch that i mean i not because it was like bad or anything bad i just okay. didn't watch it um yeah it's a fun show it's okay. a cool cool monster of the week it's kind of like um i don't give me like buffy vibes well, that's all you got to say for now on Twin Peaks, but maybe we'll bring you on later on when we're further along or finished with the show. Uh, we got like seven episodes. No, not even five or six episodes left to season two. Then we got a movie, two, and a half, two, two and a half hours long, I think. Nice. Um, and then a super and long then, season three from the sounds of it, from what you said. 18 one hour episodes. Nice. 18 hours. I'm looking forward to it. Nice. That'll extend the BCTP <laughs> uh, conversations. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't worry. I got I got suitors lined up, my friend. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Okay. Uh, I think it's time for a break. Well, you're done. You don't have anything else? Yeah, no. Uh, very little. Just just my MMOs. <laughs> MMOs and twenty. Just making the most of my time before I go back to England. Roger that. <laughs> I thought oh. you'd say before I die. <laughs> well, Thank you for joining us. Uh, unfortunately, I'm here to tell you there is a second half of the podcast. We're not quite done yet. We're going to be heading off into a break. We'll come back, hear what John and Greg have to say, otherwise from Baldur's Gate 3, and then move on into a little bit of the news. News, news, news. Vito's got it. Break, 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 oh, break, 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 break. break. Your comment about Ender's Game on console earlier in the podcast reminded me. I was like, wasn't there a game that was like the Battle Room I, I knew from Ender's Game? There, there was a risk I, in the comment. Well, I thought, I thought like 
as soon as I say this, like I'm going to start thinking like there, it, I, somebody's going to find an example of oh uh, yeah, <laughs> Andrew's game on console of a, of an actual thing that would fit this descriptor okay. And it it like it pinged something in me. It tickled something in my brain. I was like, wasn't there a thing that was like the, specifically the battle room? Because that's that was the dream for years, right? That like someone would make right. a video game version of the battle room. You know, the gate is down, anti grav stuff. Um, but there was. I looked it up. Um, Echo. It was originally called Echo Arena, and then it was Echo changed to Echo VR. Uh, it's a VR game that's like the battle room combined with like frisbee or something something ultimate frisbee but like in anti-grav um and it's like the battle school um but the reason it tickled me was not because i was like maybe it was partly because i was aware of that but then i remembered wait didn't they get shut down and yeah sure enough it got like explicitly straight up shut down this month in august uh as in no one can play it anymore (laughs) meta just shut it the fuck down did i do that which is it's crazy that they did my comment like god there's 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 retroactively there's something rippling in the universe somehow i felt maybe maybe but yeah it's i think that's kind of crazy that like this was a well-liked game as far as i knew as far as i know um i don't know what its player count player base was like um but i think people definitely liked it and so the fact that it can just get shut down to the point where nobody can play it anymore, it's just gone, is yeah. kind of nuts. Yeah. I mean, what what is the value of one man $60, you know what I mean? Right. And there's no, like, refunds. They're not doing anything like right. that. That's just, right. It's just gone. So, yeah. That sucks. Uh, want- but, yeah, that was the one that I was remi- reminded of, Echo. It's almost like you gotta like expect that one day games are gonna have some kind of minimum lifetime service contract, right? Like mm-hmm. some kind of like thing where like developers are going to be obligated to like say that they will support this game for X years, um, barring certain circumstances, you know. Yeah, nowadays you have to be afraid. You have to like unless you're getting it from like GOG, you have the EXE on your damn computer. And you like you just make it so it never goes online. <laughs> yeah, you're basically always at risk if you know if a company decides to like, like Steam, it, patch it, make a change. Steam feels like forever, but what happens when Gabe Newell dies? Like, what happens when like right. time has gone on long enough that the people running it have an entirely different ethos than the people who started it? You know? Oh, yeah. I'll probably be His close to dead by then Newell. too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, no, you're right. Not well, my problem. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Right, I got mine. <laughs> We're back now anyway, and it's John and or Greg's Roundtables. I didn't get topics from either of you, so I don't know if you guys have much to talk about other than this thing I know you guys both did. Uh, Yeah, I can talk quickly because I might be interrupted soon. Uh, okay. We played Armored Core, or I played Armored Core. I, I don't know what Greg did. I played Armored Core as well. Uh, we, we played talk Armored about Core. that together. Uh, I really That's don't have too extension. much to say. I'm not like a. I have experience in the other games. Um, you know, back when like PS1 had demo discs, it was a demo where you could play like versus on Armored Core One, and me and my brother ended up renting it from Blockbuster. And he he attached the series. He's a few years older than me. He attached the series much more than I did. So I kind of got a peripheral of watching him play all the mainline games. 
uh, but this one caught my eye. And yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's just like a really fast-paced, um, I don't know, robot kind of shoot 'em up. You know, where where half the fun is, yeah, you're going through levels and you're shooting stuff. But really, what I enjoy is just kind of being in the bay, putting different right. robot parts on, painting them, looking at them, and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm digging it. I'm digging it a lot. I'm on the. I was uh, used to. Go ahead. So, Anyone? I was used to like. Um, I think it was in tips and tricks one of those magazines they always for a while in like the early 2000s they had in the back pages like fan or a player submitted uh armored core designs that they would like showcase and talk about like oh this this machine is good at this and weak at this and this would be a good matchup for this and stuff like that um and i i actually like went to play one of the games because of those pages in the back of the magazine and uh like rented it for a weekend and that's all i ever played of armored core uh i think because like i it's i gotta imagine it's much better now where you have like you can talk to people really readily about like design and functionality and the way you play and stuff like that um because i feel like there there must be right a lot of stuff you can do yeah yeah, yeah so absolutely it's just funny you know we all kind of or a lot of us, you know, we've got a group that's, that's gotten it. Um, you know, I, I can't speak of past games, but this game in particular, you know, we kind of all have a build that we picked pretty early on and just kept it through the, the game. Uh, but they're different builds, you know what I mean? So it's not, you know, there's there's a lot of different viable things you can do. Um, and, 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 and yeah, for? totally different play styles, you know, just like the... You know, the biggest thing is is movement in this game and you know there's there's different leg types just like a tank type of leg that you know it's uh can be very fast and tanky um but you don't maybe have a lot of aerial maneuvering and then i like to use these like reverse joint legs kind of like bug legs where i have like a hop um that can, you know get around in the air and stuff and i mean yeah there's like i mean there's like dozens of guns for your left arm your right arm your right shoulder your left shoulder and you can mix and match those and stuff. There's, I mean, yeah, the, the possibilities are just crazy. Greg, you're also playing it. Yep. What uh, What's like your builds? What do you prefer? I uh, so I rock two mini guns. Uh, and then I'm I have on my right shoulder a missile launcher. On my left shoulder is a bunker buster that I swap out with the mini gun. Uh, when my mini gun overheats to punch enemies with it. And then I have tank legs, so I'm just I shoot around the field incredibly fast, shoot uh, spraying miniguns all over the place. Okay, so you are a fast like DPS kind of thing. Yes, I I basically rush. Every fight has been me spinning around the enemy super fast, just unloading uh, my miniguns into them. And when they uh like basically like they have a little bar that like uh, once it fills up, they get stunned for a second. Once that's about to go up, I swap my left hand over to uh, my bunker buster, and I charge into them and takes out a shit ton of damage and kills them most of the time. Nice. So you got a tactic set up, a good one too. Yeah, yeah, I, I got a good rhythm set up. My question about that I've, game. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say I f I fought Zach. I've been able to beat Zach once, so I I feel like I've been uh I've been that's validated. That's right. I always forget. Is he really PvP. good? Yeah, he's it's him. He hit those games and like fighting games. That's pretty fucking good. 
my question about that game is like how's the inertia of the robots is oh, well the mechs i should say because that's like my big caveat with a lot of mech games is it just feels like a big person rather than they have uh, the no, momentum of a giant feels, robot i'd say it feels pretty good especially you know depending on like the like the the bug legs that i use you know you really feel like you're fucking hopping like i tried to switch to bipedal legs and i i couldn't do it because i was so slow but like you know when you're the tank legs there's like a specific like drift maneuver that like yeah, drifting you take so your kind of fun. momentum into account and yeah you like swing when you fast turn yeah. with your boosters i think it feels really really good yeah. so i i grew up playing mech warrior online i was like a big mech nerd and, so, and in that game, no mechs go fast. They get up to like 60 right. miles an hour if you're a tiny little thing. Yeah, no, these rightly. ain't mech warrior mechs. These are, <laughs> I would say these are closer cores. to like, yeah, like to, to, to the Gundams. Like, uh, Gundams, yeah. Yeah, they're more to them. Because I, I used to play them when I was a kid. I played mechs. So and I do remember like they were these big whole hunking giant pieces of metal that were just incredibly slow yeah and you control the legs and the torso independently and stuff if yeah like, i love more of a that. simulator experience yeah, right totally you have to manage like your heat levels and stuff being in water will cool you down if you have your vents <laughs> in your legs and stuff that's much cool. more simulated uh how big were like i know that armored cores are like in universe i mean they're like a few times the size of a car maybe they're not that big as far as like mechs in all of media go, but like how big were um the mech warrior mech assault? Oh mechs? man, I think anywhere from like maybe something. Most of, the big ones are definitely like building sized, but you can get oh, okay. some real you can get some real dinky ones that were like a third of the size of those. But I don't think you got any like gigantic super big ones like in like Evangelion. Okay. I think I'd say they're like middle of the pack for for Mecha. I always kind of liked the 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 fast, darty sort of mechs, like in um like Zone of the Enders. I always mm. thought the like the, the really, uh, speedy and and uh, nimble mechs were cool. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you have a button kind of for that for that first fast like boost, right. where you can like you know you can make a really twitchy kind of yeah just bouncing back and forth uh, bot, um. Like I said, I, I have limited experience in these the um, FromSoft type of games, uh, mostly because I just don't like the Dark Souls series. But you know, just from talking and and you know hearing and stuff, um, I hear it's more comparable to like a Sekiro than like an Elden Ring or like a, a Dark Souls. Right. Uh, and the fact that it's like faster paced and it's it's not about your you know, if if you can't beat a boss or level, it's not like you can go grind out robots to increase like your armor stat. You know what I mean? Like if you get to a boss and you can't beat them, you know you can go back to the shop and you can buy you know some of the parts that are available. But besides that, you know there's no way to increase. You just have to increase your own skill with like a set of tools that are set in front of you. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Just overcome that barrier. Yeah. I can see that. I definitely, uh, yeah, I definitely want to get this game. Seems like you guys are all enjoying it, and it's cool. I'm like a FromSoft fan. I mean, me and Greg are kind of people, the worst people to talk about this because it's um, neither of us. I mean, we're, I'm at the, we're very casual with this. Well, yeah, very casual. I'm at the end boss right now. We're, so actually, not even. So there, there is. There's two endings to the game normally, right? Um, and they both lead to, I guess, two different end bosses. But then, uh, you know, our friends Alex and Kurt and Zach, they've been playing. Apparently, New Game Plus is, um, 
I don't want to say a completely new game, but in they, you know, every time they're playing the commission, like you can replay the mission to New Game Plus. Uh, new things happen, you know. So say you're doing a mission, and the first playthrough, you were teaming up with two robots, and you guys were going through, and you had to like assault the wall and take out a bunch of turrets on it. Well, New Game Plus, you're playing that, but halfway through, your mercenary guy calls you and he says, "Fuck those two guys, you got to blow them up." So like. And I guess this even goes into New Game Three. Alex, it's like there's a like an alternate alternate ending that you can only get like through New Game Plus Two. So I guess it'll be your third playthrough. Wow. Um, I mean, game's not that that long. There's five chapters. Each chapter has like four or five missions. You know, if and to be fair, I, I, it's actually I think a very forgiving game compared to what I've played in the other Dark Souls and stuff. You know, there's checkpoints. There's plenty of checkpoints. Um, if you die. You know, you can go back and change things on your robot. You can't go buy new stuff, but, you know, anything you've bought, you can swap out different parts and stuff, and you can go right back to where you were in the checkpoints. Um, there's always, like, a checkpoint in a, like, a supply pod that puts you up to full health before, like, a boss. Or even sometimes just in the middle That's of the nice. mission. Um, so, like, the normal missions, I would say, are pretty pretty average, pretty normal difficulty, but the bosses, in, you know, from soft fashion, uh, they, do, they do kick it up a notch. They're, some of them are pretty tough. By tough, I mean you gotta, you know, you gotta figure out their pattern. You gotta understand what they're doing. You know, you can't just brute force it and use all your help packs. And yeah. um, I mean, I, I think you guys are saying like you guys are casual, but I think that's like well, Greg's played all the FromSoft games, but I'm especially interested in like uh, John's opinion, just because you don't like the FromSoft games, so this is like a fresh experience kind of for you. Yeah, Greg, you can just sit out. Yeah, so yeah. Greg, you can just sign off. Thanks. Um, I'll take a seat. Yep. Thank you, bud. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to hear both of you guys have to say. But um, one thing that turns me off about this game, I'm definitely going to get this at some point. It's not an immediate buy, but maybe next month or something. Um, I, I felt like even in the trailer, like, and and just games like this, the maps end up just looking like just kind of like random generated industrial scenes, like. Mm-hmm. Are the maps interesting at all? They just kind of seem like big old fucking factory landscape. Sort of, kind of. I mean, Armored Core as a series definitely has like a a look or like a theme, and it does match. Like if you played, if you've seen this, you'd like that's an Armored Core game. You touched by like the architecture and like the aesthetic. Okay, so it does follow that. I mean, it's not particularly like crazy interesting. Um, it does follow a story. You are actually, and it's kind of insane and a little like silly. You are following a story, so it helps a little bit. Like when you go into like a cave to explore and find artifacts, it's not just like, "Hey, mercenary, we're dropping you off at Cave A." It's like, you know, this is, "Hey, we're gonna explore. Or we're gonna tell you what this cave is or what they There's were doing here prior." To each yeah, location exactly. that yeah. makes it a little more interesting. Yeah, so it helps. But also, they do a really good job, and I, I, mean, I think from from soft good this, they do a good job of making some of the bosses. Um, some of them are just straight up like difficult, you know, Dark Souls fights where they're in your face and you're dodging and you got to figure out. But one or two of them are just kind of like spectacle, like really big cinematic things, um, you know, where it's almost like um, the screen's pulled out and like, you know, just fucking giant stuff is going on. Not that you still don't have to fight and it's easy, but you know, it's it's. I, I, they're I, nice I set pieces. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not as as intense as like that one v one robot combat where you can 
literally blow up in like the span of three seconds. Are we in the age of spectacle boss fights? I feel like for a while now we've had games, uh, especially Japanese games, like really focus on those big set Final piece Fantasy battles. And... Yeah. I mean, boss yeah, fights okay. have always I been. Think, big I, think boss I guess that's true. That. I think we're just in age oh, I guess, of good boss fights. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think what I'm thinking of in my head is like we have the technology now to accomplish such feats of spectacle that yeah. we haven't seen before. Yeah. Why, so we have, it like, feels like a different era. We have total games that are just designed around being entire boss fights. I mean, just Monster yeah. Hunter. Monster Hunter is just boss fight the game. Yeah, or just like Sifu, where like, you're just uh, going from one boss to the other and everything in the middle is whatever. Not to backtrack too much, but like Baldur's Gate 3, like one thing I've been, I keep being impressed by is that... Uh, the boss encounters, very, for sure. Yeah, like very rarely are bosses just giant health pools with a lot of abilities. They're... They usually kind of are, and there's usually like a puzzle or something to the boss. Something yeah, something do. novel in each case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, something so like, it's not even like about like how hard it is to beat the boss. It's about like it becomes about like okay, I think we all see the victory, but we need to coordinate in a special way. Yeah, I mean yeah. like Act One, the Adamantine Forge. Well, let's a, let's not be too specific. No, because I don't but, want to spoil I mean, anything. But, just that boss yeah. is a very good boss. Yeah, yeah, it's that exact kind of thing. You have to have a different way of thinking about it. I agree. I like it because I, 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 I'm going to struggle to think of examples, but I'm, so I'm just going to say this aloud, and maybe I'm crazy. But I feel like when we were in our teens, like boss fights fell off a little bit within like the games that were very popular to us at the time. Like I remember I yearning for more boss fights, like the games when I played as you know. When I played in the '90s as a kid, like there were boss fights everywhere, and then I don't know when I think that's Xbox kind of 360 up, was out. Yeah, you're right. Where did the boss fights go? You know, you had games. I don't know, like the popular games were all shooters and stuff like that. The boss More fights grounded. weren't a thing. Yeah, not, yeah, exactly. Military style games and grounded games, condemned and shit like that. Now we got the fucking the renaissance of uh, boss fights. I'm, I'm into it. I I think that's part of what made. Dark Souls take like fire towards the end of the 360s run is just mm. like, like, um, those that you know reduce it down to like people wanted harder games. I think people just, you know, Dark Souls tapped a lot of that old 90s feel in a lot of different ways. You know, yeah. it's one, it, it, it's not the only thing, but I think it's pulled up in there. Oh, yeah. sure. All right, that's, Greg and that, Johnny, that, that, that's Armored Core, but. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, we've still been playing. I say we've been playing uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Still been slaughtering out there. Um, nothing, nothing too big to talk about that. I mean, there have been some data mines. They're going to introduce a new character that seems, it seems cool. So they have the ability to to put like a little barbed wire down, which like makes noise. Someone goes over it. That's whatever an ability. But they have a secondary ability that's interesting. I guess they can go over to like an area or whatever. And they make a little concoction, and and it's kind of foggy or the screen's kind of messed up. But basically, they can see through one of the victim's eyes, oh. which sounds crazy. But I I, I really want to see how it works in practice because it's one of those abilities. Because the game is is a very, I would say, heavy. Um, that you that you know the map. You know what I mean. So you know like where the victims can be hiding, where the little spots are that they might try and sneak through. Uh, yeah. 
But I think for people who who do that, I think the the character could be super powerful. You know what I mean? Like you just see a little glimpse of like a corner of you you know or something or like a or a crate that you you recognize. Oh fuck, I got them. I know where they're at. I could see it also being completely useless for like someone who just picked up the game and like, <laughs> all right, I see where they're at. This helps me zero, you know. I'm surprised that more horror games haven't done the three like Siren. Um, that was the like the key feature in that game was you could like jack into Shibito eyes to look through the the monster's yeah. eyes to see where was it is, Siren you know? the one with the floating head. Um, which one, what was the monster that was siren? the one where you you're like in a possessed town like a bunch of people in the town got possessed and they're all like undead and they they come after you and um it's a lot about like noise it's it's also the one where they like scan people's real faces and then just projected them onto the models faces so it looks weirdly uncanny for the time period that the game came out in i love um, those types of games uh Chilla oh yeah does that with his games it was so nice <laughs> Um, yeah, and and yeah, the main feature is jacking in to the the Shibito's eyes, jacking in the, exactly yeah. to see uh to see where your enemy is at and if they can see you, you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, still playing that, still enjoying it. Looking forward to more stuff. I feel like it's a game we're not going to play every day, but you know, every now and then, you know, still want to put in the Discord well, yeah. with, with family. Probably you know? the same way that Friday the Thirteenth turned out, where it's like I want to go back in. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then. Yeah. Now, now, as long as they keep updating it, we'll be uh, we'll be fine. What about that? Cancel it. What about that live action One Piece? Uh, we have not watched it yet. Oh, Oh, okay. I saw you guys actually thought it happened. I lied. I watched half the first episode just so I had something to say. Um, but I'm not going (laughs) to talk about it till next week. Are you guys watching it like tomorrow? (laughs) Oh, maybe. I, I, I have zero interest in that as a One Piece fan. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it's predecessors of thing. It's done by the people who did. It's Netflix, right? So the people who did yeah. Death Note, the famously atrocious. I, yeah, but isn't the creator of He's got a heavy hand behind it. He does. He does. And so early, maybe early a feedback little different. seems to be good. Early reception seems to be good. I think that uh, yeah, the early feedback is pretty good. The spectacle and the quality. So I just think. Anime, yeah. I don't get why people want to turn anime, which is about being over the top and making use of the the art form, into live action. I, I, it, it, Same. I, I don't really understand it. Even if it's really good, like even if it turns out really good and is like, wow, this live action looks just like animation. That's how fun and energetic and everything it is. It's like, but it, there there was an animation. <laughs> like that's what it came from. You know, like this this. It's all. It always does feel a little bit unnecessary to make a live action version of an animation, even if it's good. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, Greg, did you have anything else you'd like to say? I think that's it yes. I have one more thing I want to talk about. Okay. Now, good news. I only got to talk about this with Flash, so the rest of you can <laughs> close your ears. It's oh, animated. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, so, Flask, I watched an anime movie that I have to, I gotta uh, recommend to you. It's called uh, The Tunnel to Summer, The Exit of Goodbyes. <laughs> of course it it's is. called that. <laughs> the Tunnel uh, to Summer, it, The Exit of Goodbye? Yup. 
It is a, uh, originally it's a light novel from 2019. A movie came out last year. It's like 87 minutes runtime. I watched it a couple days ago. Uh, It's about this kid who uh, he has like uh, death in his family. And uh, he basically has like a huge fight with his dad. And he goes out and like runs away. He finds a cave and he goes into it. And when he ends up leaving the cave, it turns out a week has passed. In while he was in the, he was only in the cave for like a few seconds or like mm-hmm. a few minutes, but a week has passed. Hey, you know and, that already. And it is basically, uh, he goes back. He goes back to it the next day, oh, like after you know returning cash. back. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a girl has followed him and finds this tunnel, and they start talking about it. And they team up to basically find out, like, find something in the tunnel and, like, study it more. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty solid, dude. It's a drama uh, mystery. uh, Okay, I was going to ask. It does have a mystery element to it because of that investigation. (laughs) Okay. That sounds cool. And What uh, uh, what made you think of me? Uh, because, because it, like it. It, uh, yeah, it's totally like it was an interesting anime. It was an anime that, you know, I, I didn't expect to, it just kind of like, you know, fell onto me watching it. Yeah. I was like, damn, dude, I like that. That was pretty good. I like when that happens. Yeah. I've never heard of this one. Yeah. See, Very the, good. Just, uh, so the director, novel, apparently also. Okay. The director has done a bunch of like persona movies. It looks like. Oh, that's funny. I did not know that, but that's also funny. <laughs> that's so that like might be why I like what this. he's done most. <laughs> well, thank yeah, you for the recommendation. Uh, I, I, that's, that's my recommendation. That's all I got. I'll check it out. Sounds like it's time for the news. News, 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 I saw the mic moving. Starfield <laughs> Leaker is maybe heading to the clinker. Starfield Leaker is facing a 12-year sentence. Um, I say we kill him. Look, you guys look at that article I posted. Or... It's you know it's not as simple as he, he just leaked Starfield stuff. He was also like uh, hosting an incredibly egregious storefront selling the game for like $500. That kind of oh. shit. Like, Yikes. Yeah, uh, they, sh- they probably should add that one and not just be like, oh hey, it's this guy, he leaked Starfield. He's going to jail. Fuck that guy. It's Oh, no, he's is, actually, like, you know, doing some fuck shit, too. Is this the same guy who posted that video of him being like, Todd, yeah. no offense, but the <laughs> game is good? Game's pretty good, man. Yeah. You guys are excited. Um, yeah, so I think I, I read somewhere in here the, the police, when they raided, found, like, a FedEx fact that had, like, six copies of the game, and that's how he was distributing it. So also I think I also read that right? that was yeah, just an accident. I think we kill. I think we give him the death penalty. And it's very similar to the the GTA Six leaker in the UK. He also got arrested. I forget. Yeah, they uh, cut his with. leg off. Right? That was pretty crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I was just gonna. 
I was just going to move on. If you have another thought. Okay. I mean, it's just the case with uh, the GTX. I don't know how old, how old is the guy in this one. Do they say his age? Oh, no. He was like mid-20s. Okay, because the one in the UK is 18 years old. And his defense is that he is a serial hacker and he's like autistic or something. And that he can't help himself. He keeps like, it, it's not like the first time he's he's hacked and leaked the company. <laughs> just take his fingers off. I, know, I just think these these cases are very funny because I see these more as an advertisement to to companies that they I feel like these if they don't go to jail or when they come out of jail, companies are gonna want to snatch these kinds of people up. It's like white is it white yeah. hats? White well, hat well, hackers. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's why I feel like the real story here is that this was a guy who was like selling the game. Like it wasn't enough for him to be be the guy leaking the information online. He was. Also selling it for right. several hundred dollars, you know. Starfield is sitting at an 88 on Metacritic <laughs> with some notable diversion from mainstream review outlets. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Isn't it like IGN, PC Gamer, and GameSpot are like the big three that gave it a 7 or like the with the equivalent of a 7? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. PC Gamer, they gave it a 75. IGN gave it a 7 or 70. Or what do they score? Yeah, 7. Some of the uh, common complaints seem to be things like the UI inventory system isn't great. Um, the, there's a, you have to fast travel to go anywhere in the game. There's not like seamless travel between zones. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I'm sure that's something that would have been in some of the gameplay they released, but I didn't watch I all of it. I think we even talked about it. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't realize you just click like on the planet to land. Like, it's like you're not. It's yeah. not like No Man's Sky. No, yeah. no atmospheric. Yeah. yeah. The, the one, one review I saw said that there is a, a whole process of getting in your ship and then flying to another plane, landing, and that the reviewer realized some hours in that he could also just open his map, go there, and click and go there without doing any of that. So like, <laughs> there's just no reason to go in a ship to travel. That's a fucking modern Bethesda game for you. <laughs> kind of just taking out the what Morrowind used to have of like, I need to actually figure out where yeah. to go. I hear it's very uncharacteristically unbuggy of a release, though. Yeah, that too. That's uncharacteristically so, that is so yes. insane. If that I heard is it's still true. buggy, though. I, I think I think the biggest like slight that I saw was some outfit has said like this game is for you if this, this game isn't for you if this, and it was a. Uh, it was. It was all like bullet pointed, like reasonable stuff. It wasn't like satirical. But the last line of this game isn't for you if uh, you uh, like sci-fi that is about the human condition and asking interesting questions. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, well, later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes it makes sense in a way because like a lot of people are also saying like if you like a Bethesda game, like this big RPG that is very on brand. Uh, you're gonna like this one too, but with that comes like this is the Skyrim of sci-fi adventures, uh. you know, where it's like <laughs> not asking the deep questions. Yeah. So I can see. Oh, that you for mean sure. the game that literally has carried Bethesda for the last ten years? Yeah, yeah, I think, right. yeah. I'm fine my, with that. I guess. I think my I'm sure this will be immensely successful. That I've read is the review. I think it was the IGN reviewer who was saying you need to play 12 hours before the game gets good. Boy, it's good, yeah, it's which is like, like a big thing fun. for me. Um, <laughs> that's that's I'm, me describing Persona I'll, or any I'll other play game. A game. I'll give you a game <laughs> a two-hour rule, and then if it's not fun, I'm done. 
It's like, I can handle that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> I played Final Fantasy XIV, where you have to play 100 hours before you can actually do anything with your friends. But, uh... I, I saw this game getting these scores. I, it just looks bland. Yeah. I mean, most of the other scores are like eight or nines, though. Right. I was surprised how a, a lot of other uh, outlets were mm. giving higher scores than the, the big ones, you know? To me, I, I expected nothing. I expected it to be the, the usual Bethesda game where it's going to come out, and then in like six months' time, there'll be a bunch of mods that'll make me maybe want to play it. Oh, for sure. So who here is buying it? Who here is game passing it? I'll probably game I'll, pass it. I'll certainly game pass it, just because why not? I, I've got today and tomorrow off work, and not going to lie, there was a bit of my brain that was like, maybe I will just buy the game just to play it. I got the time. But after I saw the reviews and that it's not... I mean, it's fine. Like, it's fine for a game to be just a good game. You know what I mean? And that's what yeah. it seems like people are saying. But it's not like a revolutionary space game, which <clears throat> I, I don't think any of us ever expected. But I think that's what the hype around this game was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I I kind of always expected Skyrim in space, and I, and I knew I would enjoy sure, it before yeah. that. I, th I think we all did. Because I enjoyed Skyrim. I enjoy Assassin's Creed games too when I play them. You know, it's you got to know what you're going into. And it would have been amazing if this was that game, that super space game that we were hoping for. But so far, it doesn't seem like that's the case. I just think, I don't know, you know, I know that there's a very fervent base of players for Bethesda games, and I'm sure a lot of the hype is, like, user-generated, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do get, I get, I, I knew this game wasn't going to be that amazing, but um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I do think, like... Not that developers should be held responsible. I mean, what can you do about it? I think they should they should bear the responsibility of overhyping yeah. games. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's bullshit. That's what well, I mean. That's what I get more like mad about than anything. Like an eighty-eight on Metacritic. That's a good score, but like uh, this game was like heralded as like you know the fucking second coming in video games. But, yeah, I, don't but know, like, I don't know if that was the users but, but, or maybe Bethesda. You know, I'm not. I didn't follow all uh, the hype. I'm willing to bet I might be wrong. I mean, I, I have enough respect for Todd Howard that, like, I honestly think that most by this point, he probably said things that were literally true. You know what I mean? And you'll find the literal truths don't match up to your imagination when you actually play the game. Mm -hmm. It's probably more the case than. They just went out there and lied. I mean, like they had carefully a good PR selected cycle. wordage. Exactly, carefully selected wordage and vertical slices of the game and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of it is they they say things that they uh, like, as was the case with No Man's Sky, is that they'll say features they're working on, but they haven't completed two, and then sometimes it'll just end up being in the dev I mean, cycle I think in and this it'll case just get taken out. I think it's all in the game. Maybe what they promise. Just uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, I feel like careful wording, like when they say this is the most ambitious game we've made since, you know, fucking Oblivion. I don't know that they said that or anything. I'm just... Well, Bethesda's had this issue since Oblivion where it's like <laughs> each of these games was hyped a lot. And like Andy was saying, that specific wordage in press releases and promos and stuff like that, where it's like they're probably telling the truth, like more so than even a No Man's Sky example where there's stuff that didn't even make it into the game, but there's that stuff that's like, okay, untrue, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like it's in the game, but it, it like Andy said, it's not quite what you imagine from what they said. Right, it's yeah. you always I think have to Skyrim like, met that hype. I, I would, I think yeah. so. I mean, that was every. I mean, Normies. There were like two or three you know I mean? memes like, about Skyrim from the hype press cycle, where like Todd well, said, "See that mountain? That. Yeah, you can go over there, or whatever." And the and the spears, but yeah. I mean, still, I the mean, as far spears. as like reaching like maximum popularity i think they peaked at skyrim i don't think fallout 4 was a popular game i don't think it did as well as skyrim though no i mean i've always um, and then obviously 76 was far down from that <laughs> right so i mean i don't think i don't think it's gonna be worse than 76 i think it's like the problem of like i mean it's a tale as old as time like they made <clears throat> arena daggerfall and morrowind all of a sudden started getting more money more popularity they built up a studio, and as you build up the studio, you have to just keep doing bigger yeah. to sustain the amount of people and jobs you have. And bigger so, and broader. At the <laughs> point that they're at a exactly, and at the point that they're at a Skyrim level, they like pretty much got nothing better they can do other than just do stuff they know is going to be really profitable, mass appeal, and huge projects that are going to like sustain their several hundred thousand number of employees staff. Right. Like they can't, they can't just do small focus projects. That's not gonna. It's know, like fair, hurt. you know. <laughs> they, they they're they're not gonna studio. take, and they're not gonna take risks. No, you know, that's part no. of what made uh, Baldur's Gate three so special is that Larian expanded so much, taking that risk with the genre. You know, um, I have a much bigger bone to pick with Bethesda than any of their buggy game releases. Anyway, I will never forgive them for canceling Fallout Van Buren and making Fallout three. Uh, that's that's an incredibly old gamer spite. I want to hear more about that. <laughs> because I mean, Fallout Van Buren was uh, the Black House Studio. I think it's Black House Studio. It's going to be the third installment in the Fallout series. It's what a lot of the story elements from Fallout New Vegas are. They took a lot of it from Van Buren because it was basically a finished game. There were like on there were like prototypes that were up on playable. You can find playable builds of like the side of the game online. And Bethesda and that was bought them out. out, right? Yes, it was still isometric. Yeah, uh, and then Bethesda bought bought them out or whatever. Uh, looked at Van Buren and, and canceled it and started work on Fallout Three because they wanted to modernize it, I guess, and bring it into the the three D first person. I remember, I remember this story game. when it happened, but I, I had totally forgotten about and it. It, it yeah, makes yeah. me totally furious. Like, I mean, we got Fallout New Vegas uh, made by Obsidian, but it's not the same. It takes a lot of the story <laughs> that was going to be used. Because I, I mean, I hate the whole Bethesda universe of Fallout storytelling. It like it, it, it really ruins a lot of the law of the universe for me. <laughs> so I'm very Did spiteful. You ever play the Wasteland it. series? I have. I, I adore yeah, Wasteland. Fun. Yes, because Wasteland is really good. Yeah, Wasteland is what inspired Fallout. The original Wasteland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I only got into it. I played Wasteland two, mm. maybe a few years ago. Not even that long ago. I mean, before three came out. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. I mean, and then I actually went back and played Fallout one and two within the last few years. Yes, they are two of my favorite like RPGs of all time. <laughs> but have you uh, have you been checking out Tim Kaine's YouTube channel? Uh, 
You'll have to, who you'll have to refresh me on that. Who that is? is that one of the composers? Tim Kaine was like or? no, no, no. He was like the creator of the original. Uh, it was his idea in the first uh, place. Okay, no. Uh, he's been doing a YouTube channel that he says is like in lieu of writing an actual memoir. So oh, it's just video yes, after video. Yes, of I have man. seen this. Yes. Okay. Okay. And he's talking about the anecdotes. Yes. Okay. I remember now. Yeah. I, I have pretty seen cool. some of I like those. that channel. Uh, definitely insightful. <laughs> All right. Uh, as well on Starfield, uh, some notable UK outlets were denied review access until release. God, notably, uh, Eurogamer, Metro UK, and The Guardian. It's already Was starting some purpose? conspiracy theories. <laughs> well, it, it, uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know much about how The Guardian or um, Metro UK rate things, but the Forbes article calls out a theory that <clears throat> Forbes at least seems to be taking as plausible that Eurogamer rates things on a hard uh, five-star metric scale without any gradation between. So if it's not a five, it's a four, which means if Starfield's not 100, it's 80%. And I don't know how Metacritic rate weighs notable reviewers and such, but Eurogamer is a fairly well-known name that would have rated as an 80 on Metacritic. So, okay review score so i was gonna say like because i was seeing other outlets do like four out of fives right there was a bunch of four right, out of five gamer doesn't do that okay so what so because of stars that's why your gamer like, does not provide half half metrics they they do a solid basically 0 20 40 60 80 100 system there's, okay. there's no scores in between those those bins but like so for what for other outlets what is that what is the difference when they say it's four out of five like wouldn't that be the equivalent to an 80 percent or no, four out of five would be equivalent to a 90 percent there's there's a half step there huh just multiply it by 20 okay why is why is four out of five stars different from four out of five number well, because they I don't, don't, I don't, I don't think you're understanding the what Euro I'm gamer I'm doesn't have 10 I'm, I'm, or 30, it only has 20, 40, 60, 80, 100. So there's no halfway mark. So you can only go at one out of five instead of 1.5 to 2.5. No, I know, but like if other outlets aren't all aren't doing 4.5 out of five, they're just doing four out of five. Am I dumb? Well, I think most outlets, <laughs> most, 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 most outlets offer yeah, half metrics, they do okay. Eurogamer is unique in that they don't. And Eurogamer also did not receive a review code. They did say well, they, they would be getting one, though. My, my point actually weird. was... Right, okay. My point actually was... You were saying that it's probably more because they're a big outlet that does that. So even if there are smaller outlets that do the same sort of review scale, it wouldn't matter as much? Yes. According, according to that conspiracy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, according to that conspiracy, I, I certainly don't have much of an opinion. I mean, right. It it does seem intentional for a production as large as Starfield or Star. That's that's, that's what the game's saying. Starfield. <laughs> well, my brain is short circuited. Does seem weird for a production that large to, to not remember to send a review code to Eurogamer.net. Um, a pretty well known name, but whatever. Who knows why damn europeans just gets to the whole annoying pr aspect that is like review scores and ways you can manipulate them and that kind of thing it ultimately won't matter 
in like a month when all the reviews are counted. But it's just like for the perception of like recording the review score when it's the highest, being able to put that in the back of the box, shit like that. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yes. Dark Messiah of Might and Magic, specifically, I guess, Dark Messiah Co-op, has a call for mods as Ubisoft has granted full blessing with an RTX toolkit. So I don't know the full state of Dark Messiah uh, Co-op mods before this, but apparently this is, there's been an effort to reconcile with Ubisoft and get clear legal status going ahead. And Ubisoft basically just gave them a blank check to uh, keep enriching the community using whatever tools they need. Uh, and provided uh, some pretty good access to the behind the scenes of how the game could work with an RTX toolkit. So, good guy would be soft in this story and could get for this modding community. I've never played these games, but they've always just kind of been on my mind as like Wait. forerunners for a style I really like. Isn't Dark Messiah the arcane one where you? It's a first-person yes. kick simulator. <laughs> uh, Dark Messiah, no. Or the wow. the only game. Directly of this type that I played of Arcanes is Arcs Fatalis. Arcs Fatalis, yeah. But um, and, and then the Dishonored series, of course. But no, like like I was saying, I know this game and and the others are forerunners of a style I like. I just haven't gone around to playing it. Yeah, I always appreciated the the like the combo system in this game where you could like com- combine spell effects plus like physical attacks. Yeah. To- to do damage to to get enemies in certain ways you know um i did not know there was a co-op thing but that's cool already and uh surprising good move from a studio like ubisoft i mean geez. yeah i mean i guess they had no they had no need to to care enough to deny this old game access uh-huh. but it's cool that they had enough positive motivation to at least respond in you know, they probably had to at least do some work with the lawyers to clear it, that they could say those words, you know. There's a little bit of work that went involved. Uh, and coming from a corpo like Ubisoft, I appreciate at least the bare effort, bare minimum effort. Yes. Speaking of bare minimum effort, oh boy, one year after releasing Saint, one year after releasing Saint Row 2022, Volition is closing down. Uh, what are you gonna do? You know, bummer. I'm sorry, John. I mean, I heard things happen. Didn't the remake flop super badly? Yeah, they took yeah. everything that people said they didn't want and they added it to the game. Right, and I think they Did anybody here play it? I think they had a big no hiccup before. I actually this completely too. forgot. It looked terrible. <laughs> it did look bad. I mean, this is the really astoundingly bad. This is the second fuck up they've done recently i think right i'm pretty sure they had a big screw up before now too was that agents of mayhem i'm not too sure i just remember i was reading something from my little circle of friends and i'm pretty sure people were mentioning this is like the second time they've had like a big screw up recently yeah it looks like that was uh, a commercial disappointment according to wikipedia agents of mayhem in 2017 yeah so they've been on the uh they've been on the downtrend for a while, I think. So I don't think it really comes as a surprise to most people. I think they I were recently they were... absorbed by Gearbox, yeah. what I'm reading. So maybe they were they were they were like absorbed by Gearbox and now the studio's closing down, presumably with Gearbox retaining ownership of the IP. I think would be the way to read this, but um 
not that we necessarily need Saints Row again. No, I definitely nah. think it's a game that's a product product of its time. I really enjoyed playing Saints Row 2 with Flash. That was a great time. Um, definitely. But I can't imagine what Saints Row would need to look like in 2023 <laughs> to get me interested in it again. I just... I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what I need to look like. Yeah, because you're not aping off of GTA anymore. That's not really a thing that people do. And the, you already went basically as wild as you could go with like Saints Row 3 and 4. So I don't and, know and, where you go with the franchise. And that was... At they the went time, to hell. They, yeah. As far as like open world action experiences, that was at the time the other one. But there's yes. been so <laughs> many in the last... 15 years or whatever since Saints Row 1 came out. Like, if I'm playing a game like... If I'm playing a game like a Rockstar open-world game, I, I'm I'm really hoping it's going to be Red Dead Redemption 2. You know what I mean? Even though that's, like, an impossible standard to hold things to. But, like, that's kind of what I want out of that. Out of my time on that, you know? The one thing I would hope is that someday someone makes another, like, uh, Saints Row 2 or 3-esque slash like crackdown kind of thing i always kind of liked those where it's like mm -hmm. gta but fun yeah uh again but i don't even think they need to focus on grand theft auto you know i don't think they need to focus on vehicles just make it like a a fun superhero game basically i mean that's basically what Saints if, if, if they can for. if they can somehow crack that egg without falling for the temptation of the terrible business models that ruined the multiplayer experience to those games, then I would be down for that. Mm -hmm. It's just so hard to imagine these days. You'd almost just need some indie dev with a random weird passion to pull it off. Uh, this next one is for you. Yeah, I saw old that. School, <laughs> old school RuneScape got his first new skill in 10 years. Yeah. Do you want to speak about how big of a deal this is? Uh, I mean, it's important. There are a lot of conspiracy theories around this whole thing as well. There is a lot of drama about this, this skill being added to the game. Uh, the way old school used to work is every change gets polled and it has to get a 75% yes vote to pass. And before this vote of... Uh, so sailing has been polled before and failed uh, and they've come back and done it again. And this time they lowered the polls down to 70% requirement and it made a bunch oh, so of... so they really wanted to pass. Yes. Because uh, this it was a choice of three skills. People had voted yes that they want a new skill added to the game. And this poll was to decide between, like, sailing, shamanism, and I can't even remember the third one. Uh, and sailing has been, like, a massive meme in the RuneScape community for years. Uh, in both games. It, they will always do, like, April Fool's teasers of it and things. Uh... And because RS3, obviously, there are two RuneScapes, and they're vastly different. Because RS3 has its own form of sailing, it's just not a skill, it's player-owned ports. Um, but a lot of people who went to old school obviously went because they didn't like the changes with RuneScape. There, there is a massive like outcry of people who are really upset that their, their game is even getting any kind of new skill. Yeah. They, they do not want uh, change, despite... A lot of people who play old school don't realize a bunch of updates they've received, uh, like RuneScape 3 content, just repackaged and renamed. 
So there is no pure, like, this is the way it was back in no. 2007 or whatever. Old school anymore. RuneScape has been updated for 10 years consistently. It has new content that was never in 2007 Scape, uh, and it's is not in RS3 either. There are, there are, it has its own raids, its own bosses, its own quests. Because all old school RuneScape... I mean, it's just a different product at this point. Yes. It, because it came out in, like, 2014, I think. 2013, something like that. It was just a poll. People said they wanted the old game again. And 2007 was the the oldest like backup they had of the game, so they just rebooted it from there. <laughs> and it was it's it's had content ever since. It's just it have, never but had. It, a but new it was skill. never <laughs> it was never meant to be 2007 in perpetuity. No, is what no, you're saying? No, it's essentially a different branch yes. of software. Now that, that that branch was yes. in revived and it, de- developed along a different track. Yeah, because RuneScape three has been evolving the whole time too. I mean, RuneScape three just had its, its biggest skill release recently too it just added a whole new combat style to the game which has never been done in runescape period so both games have been both having very big updates with drama both people are very upset with necromancy which is a new skill in runescape 3 because it trivializes the three other combat styles completely Jeez, sounds like you guys are uh you runescape boys are eating good <laughs> but I, even if i don't even if i don't respect it at all I, at all. <laughs> I have, at all. I have not played old school for a few years, so Sailing will definitely get me to play again. Uh, okay. I cool. mean, there have been a lot of dev blogs. A lot of the people who vote no on these polls uh, from my trolling of the Reddit comments don't ever seem to have read the dev blogs, and they think it's like a very undercooked skill that has had very little thought put into it when that is just not the case. But there's there's been all kinds of conspiracy theories and drama of how they were mani- manipulating the the polls and the votes to to pass this skill as if it was some nefarious scheme to give players new content. I feel like that's how the commu- how I've seen the community react to Jagex basically every single time anything happens yes. from the past like decade of <laughs> the game. Yeah, seems to be a very very toxic community yes. from the outside. I do not speaking. I do not engage with people outside of my friend group who play RuneScape. I you go to any big area in RuneScape, the general chat is atrocious. It's just political arguments and all kinds of horrendous things. Boy oh boy. I mean there was massive drama in old school RuneScape when the, it had its first Pride event and people were getting upset that there was a rainbow colored tie added to the game. Uh that you could get playing yeah, the Pride that's, event. That's about right. And there were people like rioting because RuneScape has a, an age-old tradition where when you're upset with an update, you go to a place called Falador and you walk in a circle and spam text about why you're upset. And it's called rioting. <laughs> that sounds so uh, yes, it is. They, I, but <laughs> like this, literally a child tantrum. Yes, mass. Just Google like Falador riots and you will just see people walking around a fountain spamming with wavy colored text, we pay, we say. And <laughs> is it like a phrases. role play thing though? Because no. typically, like the the goal of like a protest is is like, I mean, like they're still playing the game, they're still logging in. And yeah, they're, like, they're just the, stupid. The, the, the player count numbers. <laughs> they like, are the real thing to do. Yeah, they're not boycotting. Not they're just protesting. Yeah. Yes, they're Mo- playing the game yep. to protest. Yep. Like they're like people will keep paying their subscriptions. Oh, this sucks. Anyway, it's 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 yeah. crazy, and this is it's it, this has been like an age old tradition in RuneScape. Is you're mad about an update, you go to Falador and you just type random bollocks, and nobody listens to you because why would they? <laughs> so let me crazy. ask. Oh boy, is sailing like 
a transportation skill or what is it's it? like you're gonna from what i understand i haven't read too much about it myself but it's like an exploration skill so you'll be able to go to like islands you'll be able to like sail around in a boat and like find treasure in the sea and stuff oh and okay. it will so be a new way for you to travel around the map too which so i don't it won't well, be like outsider fast it sounds fun i mean I, yeah. I will be playing it i'll be trying i haven't played old school in a while i've been on my runescape 3 uh this past year so mm. i like alternate between the two because i mean i think they're both good games but uh that is a divisive opinion in the community <laughs> the two communities <laughs> absolutely hate each other <laughs> you just don't well, the communities in general very toxic uh outside of like the twitch stream is a pretty wholesome but outside of that i stay away <laughs> okay sensible Finally, final news story of the evening, we've got another stealth drop, apparently a final stealth drop, for a DLC for the case of the Golden Idol. This is Golden Idol Mysteries, <coughs> the Lemurian Vampire. Stoked. I love that name. Follow yeah. the perilous journey of the Lemurian delegation to Monkey Paw Island in their search for riches and truth out of the legendary fountain of youth. Will their greed and curiosity be rewarded, or does a dark fate await them? Gee, I wonder. Maybe I'm wrong, but it sounds like it's like a prequel to the last DLC. Sounds like it's me the too. Lemurian, this, uh, this it says is one of the features here that the DLC connects the Spider of Lanka DLC directly to the main game. Oh, so oh, okay. after that. Oh, okay. So I guess this is the I, I don't know what what that. Oh means no, yeah, that that, that makes that makes total sense. It might be a prequel. I'm just saying that like that. This there's some missing thread between those two, and this is that connecting thread. It's funny yeah, the I think first that makes sense that it comes after. I haven't the, played the short... Spider of Lanka yet, so I, I can't comment. Well, now you have a now you have a twofer to get. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. buy it. Yeah. Well, like, I, um, I don't know if you remember what I said. I wasn't I wasn't crazy about it. Um, so right, yeah, no. What what few reviews exist are saying that it is basically short, like the Spider of Lanka DLC, but. I did see a few people saying it's better than the DLC, and it's oh, sick, and that it's a great conclusion to the storyline. Awesome, That's nice. yeah, I see that. This is also one of the reviews says it's the same as the previous DLC, which was three mysteries with a you know an in- interconnected plot. Yeah, so that's cool. and I assume I'm gonna like pick it up. in escalating scope, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah this I is mean, five thirty nine. Know. It's on sale, ten percent off, six bucks, and it's ten percent off after that. So it's. It's not we, we, a huge. We ask. said our piece about the the length versus content, but I'm still going to pick it up because I'm ex- even though I haven't finished by a long time, I'm I'm excited. I'm invested in this. I think it's a good. Deal. I know I'll good enjoy day. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see. Uh, hopefully, this being the final DLC signals that they're moving on to something different. Um, I'm excited to see what that might be. Yeah, I hope it yeah, has the same like, essence, though. Exactly, it, it, I'm with you. You know. Even if it's not, like, if this dev ends up being, like, a Lucas Pope that does, like, just plays around with different concepts, I think I'm okay with that, too. Yeah. Color gray games. Well, that's the thing I was I was going to say before. Like, the first short case in the main game kind of just drops you into the Golden Idol verse, right? That, that like, its legacy and storyline. And you don't really need its backstory. You just kind of know okay, this thing is around and it's causing trouble and you see its entire like domino effect that it has throughout the rest of the game. I thought they were great at that, the the world building of it all. Definitely. And then like these two DLCs haven't, 
felt the need to become prequels in the sense that they're like explaining it all away, but they fill in gaps in the like the back lore, the backstory lore. Um, and I would love to see them just do this style of game again, but with a different case, you know, yeah. a different thing yeah. that it surrounds. That would be pretty cool. Absolutely. Hey, what an episode. Thanks, Bo, for joining us tonight. Thanks, Bo. It was a lot of fun hearing about yeah, your last you. week and getting your commentary on video games from here and there. <laughs> RuneScape, MMOs, Subaldus Gate action. You gave us the UK flavor on the Cassius <laughs> Castle. A little Twin Peaks. It's yeah. never unwelcome. Hey, you know what? I just want to thank I just want to thank John too. Hey, thanks. I want to thank you for thanking me. Yeah, I'll take a thank you too. I think that's about. Right. We're getting close right. on time here. Uh, we're gonna go. Yeah, probably not uh, the time. Yeah, we got. Yeah. If you want to thank me or John or Bob, please brokencampfire at gmail dot com or Twitter at brokencampfire. Um, in the meantime. Continue playing Borders Gate 3. There's some cool stuff out there. Uh, hey, there's some patches coming. It's fixing some stuff from what I hear. Oh, yeah. I'm trying not to click on spoiler tags, but she- oh, it's already out. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. But, I mean, seems seems like it's a good time to be early in Act 3, right, boys? I think we'll beat the game tonight. Fuck. Uh, I don't know if I'll I mean, be. We already uh, did, so there's like no pressure. I don't know if I'll be playing it tonight. <laughs> I'm a little tired. <laughs> A little tired out. What? It's an, exa- yeah, it's it's an exhausting experience, the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that after pod, but you should go yeah, get a bang we'll, right now. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Good night. Good night. Peace.